Greetings and salutations, and welcome to Flintlocks and Fireballs, where a handful of mad actors will attempt to survive the turbulent waters of Dungeons and Dragons. I am your host and Dungeon Master Jason Phelps, and I am joined as ever by Robbie Zombie Bellicom, Sam Skeleton Burns, and Ellie. Ectoplasm Sparrow. Oh, <laughs> I'm just squishy and disgusting. <laughs> so, Aww. we've just come back from Comic-Con. And Sam's here in person. And hey! Sam's here in person. We missed Robbie, but she was here at Comic-Con, so we saw her yesterday, yes. so it yes. could be worse. <laughs> Sadly, she uh, had to return because, you know, actually spending time with loved ones is a thing. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. having a life is yeah. definitely is a thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently. I'm doing things wrong. They, they, they tell us actors that there's such things as lives. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a conspiracy, I tell you. A conspiracy. Yeah, a conspiracy. <laughs> but yeah, we um we met two stowaways at Comic-Con. They yes. even found us. Yes. They did a Twitter post and they found us and they were lovely and their names were Mitch and Charlotte and we'd love to give them a little shout out and say yes. thank you for being awesome because we thank had a great day awesome. with you guys. Yes. Um yeah, that that really that really made the um event for me. Like, you know, yeah. like, that's actually the first convention I've been to that I've not been working at. Yeah. because mm. uh, not like yeah, you know, I've I've only really gone to conventions where I've been there in some, you know, work capacity, usually in or something. So Yeah, usually escape games. Yeah, it's the first time I've actually been able to in- just enjoy a convention as a convention. Yeah, and yeah. also like we have fans now. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yes, we have proof. And like they're real and not just on Twitter. Actually yes. no real fleshy fans in yeah, the in the yeah. actual like, arms and faces. Well, they, they have faces, they're not just a black microphone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because usually listeners we all pretend you're inside the microphone. Yeah. It's a game. You're all very small. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh. know how the couple of hundred of you are fitting in there right now. <laughs> Speaking of uh, cramming a large amount of things into a small space, it's time uh. to it's time to peer through that wormhole right. into the future. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. Not weird at all. Yeah, right. no, it's fine. Nothing weird going on here. Tell us. Not creepy. <laughs> tell us in the most non-weird and non-creepy fashion you can. Future us. What news of the present? Hello, it's Future Jason with messages from the present. First of all, a quick word from this episode's sponsor, Libris Arcana. Libris Arcana offers monthly or quarterly die subscriptions. Head over to LibrisArcana.com and for less than 12 US dollars, just under 9 quid, you'll receive a set of 7 premium dice and 3 randomly selected bonus dice every month to sate the will of the die-hungry beast below. This month's set is Glitter Bomb Blue. But have you considered the many uses you could put your dice to once you get them? Why yes, there's always role-playing games, but what if your house comes under attack by a pair of 1990s burglars? Simply divide out all of the D4s from your Libris Arcana dice collection and place them at the foot of the stairs, where they serve as a perfectly respectable set of caldrops. They'll go right through the soles of their shoes and into their soft, fleshy undersoles, especially if you use metal dice, like me. Place the remaining dice either in a homemade slingshot to fling at your opponents one by one, in a reversible vacuum cleaner so that you can set it to blow and spray a hail of polyhedrals in their faces, or just stick them in a stocking and cosh your assailants over the head with your intimidating quantity of dice. Looking to spruce up your home? Mixed in with some hot glue or even molten glass, your dice collection could form a fantastic set of crazy pavings. 
Colourful, interestingly shaped, and one hell of a conversation piece, just make sure not to leave those D4s exposed unless you want visitors to go the way those burglars did. <laughs> Neighbours making too much noise? Why not use your dice as earplugs? Or nose plugs? Or butt plugs? Because that would be incredibly dangerous! Flintlocks and fireballs doesn't contain sticking dice directly into any part of your body. That would be totally cray cray. Stupid enough to try inserting dice into part of your body? At least you'll have something to start rolling your death saves with while you wait for the ambulance to arrive. Invited your neighbours over for a game of golf, but they're all gnomes? Try using your D20 with their teeny tiny golf clubs as impromptu golf balls. They're sure to love it, and if you decide to throw a party after, it's a simple case of attaching some chin straps to those blood-stained D4s you foiled that burglary with, and boom! Gnome-sized party hats for all! Additionally, listen up to a spot from our friends over at Cheaper by the Dungeon during the break this episode. This week on Robbie Watch, Robbie is in Birmingham. Birmingham is a city with a rich market town and industrial heritage, but I'm just going to talk about chocolate. Four miles south of Birmingham centre, you can find Bourneville, the site of the original Cadbury factory in Model Village, and the current site of Cadbury World. Because who doesn't enjoy a magical tour through a chocolatey land? Oompa Loompas, that's who. We'll be guesting at a live show at the start of December. Our good friends over at Chaotic Adequate are doing a special live game at the Star of Kings pub in London, not far from King's Cross Station on the 5th of December at 7pm for an evening of improvised swords and sorcery, relentless mucking about and intermittent howling. Ellie, Sam and myself will be there playing some guest characters, Robbie sadly has a show, along with fellow adventurers from the Rusty Quill podcast and Adventurers Wanted. So if you're in London, please do come on round. Tickets are very cheap. We'll also be guesting on RPG Lab's show, Test Chamber, on the 15th of December, where each week a panel of guests, which is going to be us, are invited to create a homebrew RPG element on stream, based off the suggestions of the community. We'll also be answering any player, game master, or gaming questions, as well as being interviewed. So please do tune in on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash the RPG Lab, at 7.30pm GMT on the 15th of December. And now, back to you, Past Jason, and let's hope you enjoy a nice, interruption-free recording session. Spoilers, you don't. Apparently the news is that people need to stop driving their frigging cars past my window. Um... Yes, the news from the future is that, uh, sadly, uh, people aren't going to stop committing crimes in London, so uh, we will still have to put up... But we tweeted! Yeah, we (laughs) We absolutely tweeted about that. Now, can you all just stop committing crimes and stop performing all construction activities? Yeah, and having fucking motorbike rallies, which is what usually feels like is happening on Mondays. We fight for you, listeners. (laughs) We really do. We really do. I, I think it's the delivery drivers, but I feel like there's definitely like an act of, wait... There's a friggin' Domino's two streets away. Oh. That's probably it. Oh, we've solved the mystery. Uh, 21 episodes well, that, in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, too long. That took... 80 uh, hours. Five months? Yeah. Yep. Coming up yep. to five months? God, we're stupid, right? <laughs> okay, so... Natural one on the, on the perception checks then, guys. On that, and on that particular bombshell. Insight, yeah. On insight, yeah. On that particular bombshell, it's time for... Flintlocks and fireballs. 
Our land stands on the saber's edge. Our cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears, we'll plunder the shores of Cassinier. No kraken storm or spell we fear, so come and sail with us, my dear. Previously on Flintlocks and Fireballs, the party has done a lot in Crosswater. They found new friends, found new enemies, found darkness both within and without, and to a degree vanquished it. A lot of things have come out. And along the way they've done some things they'll laugh at, some things they might not be so proud of. All with the goal of striving forwards. Either surviving day by day, trying to reach the end of a long path, or seeking something lost. As that time comes to its end, the party have managed to figure out where they need to go next. They expedited the reconstruction of the Charlie's Regret to enable them to leave the Ford two days earlier. They also found that one of their new friends had not been at as much liberty as they'd expected. After rescuing them from a dark place and bringing a degree of retribution against those responsible, they found their friend in a dark place and after rescuing them and bringing retribution upon those responsible. Both the Parsi and the Gramanis found themselves faced with a choice of how to proceed, of who to be. At Scamp's urging, the party decided to pack the person most responsible, well, so to speak, one Julia Reynolds, off on a one-way trip to Haldanos, hopefully not to be seen again, or at least not for a long time. As we left them, they had a moment on the docks, staring at the departing ship. and made their way back to get what rest they could. When morning comes, it is a cold, dull morning. Occasional small flakes of snow still fall from the sky, but the third of first flurries is a glum day. 
the initial joy of seeing winter has been replaced by some of the stark reality of the cold that it brings. <sighs> Scamp. You awake yes. you awaken first. Okay. Roll a D one hundred. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> and it's an ice cream based one. Woo! Woo! Ice cream dice uh, roll. Yeah, don't screw us over here. <laughs> Uh, 34. 34, that sounds familiar. Everything does. Oh, no, no. This is the new one. You feel a strange surge within you. A curious resolve. This resolve, I'm going to say, that, that firms within you, does not go away. Not yet. And certainly not within the next minute. Okay. Make a note. Hold that. And you'll find that strength when you need it. Cool. Hmm. Interesting. Taking advantage of the fact that Robbie also has the world magic table. Yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> and so knows I'm what that effect was. It. Yeah. Some of <laughs> it I need to know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. However... Shortly thereafter, the rest of you wake, and in the interests, you know, of time, I will ask you how you choose to spend the next couple of days. The, the ship isn't expected to be seaworthy and ready to launch until the 4th. So you have a bit of time <coughs> for anything you wish to do. I drink and manically make snowmen in my spare time <laughs> <laughs> and smoke opium <laughs> and fill with sort of crazy energy and I'm just on some sort of substance the whole time okay uh, take off three of your doses of opium and give yep. me three constitution checks in a, in a, it, it saves in a, in a row please cool natural 20 yep oh. on the fuck dice by the way <laughs> oh. Mims. I got recommended a dice by a stowaway named Robin Mims and it says the word fuck in place of natural one and she said it'd be the perfect dice for Celestia so that was the first roll of that one which was a 20 Robin <laughs> <Yeah>. woo <laughs> Yay! That's a nine, so that's a fail. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, two fails. Shit, yeah, oh, two fails. No. Okay. Uh, that's just pleasant. So, two points? Uh, one point, because you did get a natural 20 before. I did, so I'm yeah. So, yeah, we'll say that. that forward a bit. Cool, and I'll take off three doses of that. So, yeah, you, you, by the time your bender comes to its end, you've found that once again you're kind of in the need of opium. Uh, I will say you also just you know you're not you're not necessarily going for the expensive stuff, but you do still spend six gold pieces. Yeah, just fair. On I was going to ask you how much gold I spent. Various spend. bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, Whiskey, darling, come on. Scamp, what do you do over the next couple of days? Um, I spend some time with my spell book. Yeah. Uh, the one I bought mm. and. Learn all the, move all the spells into my colouring book. Uh, which you do have uh, that time. And I spend a lot of time using mending. On yeah. The house. <laughs> you fixing things up. You are a great help to the Grimanis and with Justice and uh, Lilith and those who are in the house, uh, aiding you. You're actually able to repair the, the fire damage, amongst other things, to the house with great uh, 
with, with great skill and success. I would also like to find wisdom when I finish using my spellbook. Uh, have a little chat with her. Okay, and I'll say that yeah, when you've when you've finished learning things up, uh, you find wisdom has actually been taken a lot to not her room but courage's room and you find her just reading her physically intact physically fine but very drained very reserved brother kind of sat in beds and she's just reading him various stories some actual pieces of literature other times she's just reading from her textbooks and courage isn't saying a lot he just he mostly sits and um drinks uh well green teas actually which uh, uh lilith occasionally brings in but yeah he they quietly seem to be passing the time Wisdom looks up when you enter. And so she turned to him and she said, Oh, hello, Scamp. Hello. Um, she glances over to Courage who looks up. Don't, don't mind me. Just, you know, I could use a bit of time. I'm sick of hearing your voice, Wisdom. Go for a walk. Have to enjoy the garden. Thanks. She wraps up, uh, closes the book, leaves it by the bedside table, and steps out of the room with you, uh, Scamp. So, thank you. I don't know if I know I've said it a few times already, but you don't have to. I know, but thank you. I've got a present for you. It's a book. You like books? You can see, despite the sadness, her eyes do light up a little at this. <laughs> yes, I, I do actually like. I mean, how did you guess? Um, uh, she looks around uh, and looks at the book. That you, I presume that you're holding the book. Looks down. Yeah. At the <laughs> you can't see me gesturing. <laughs> <laughs> She, she seems to <laughs> face level. She, she notices the title and her eyes widen. I have I've, I used it now, um, but it's still good. It still works. I just I copied it out, so I, I I don't need it. She something strange happens that her brow her brow furrows a little. You how long did it take you to work through that? I'm not good at counting. Um, this many times, hours, um, one. Hours. <laughs> two. She. This many. <laughs> takes the book from your hands. Put and folding it under one arm, she just embraces you and holds you in a very tight hug, and you and her face is just buried into your shoulder oh, and um, you can just kind of feel her breathing is a little shaky and there is a sense of growing wetness on 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 your shirt 
Oh dear. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you. It's it, it is a wonderful gift. <laughs> There's one that's really important that you should use lots she if you can. Pulls away and kind of wipes her uh, eyes and her on her forearm before looking up. Uh, yes, uh, which one is that? It's this one. It'll it'll tell you if people are coming in that shouldn't be. Thank you. It only does a small space, but if you put it up lots, you can... I'll feel better if I know you're doing it. Thank you. I, I will... I will take it to heart. We have to leave soon, and I don't really want to, but I do want to. I need to. Um, so use that spell if you can. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to learn it. <laughs> Just be safe, okay? She looks at you for a moment. There's, again, there's that str a strange look to her face. <laughs> I can't promise that. This but I help. promise I'll be me. That's better. That's better than safe. She smiles. Do that. <laughs> Oh, scamp. And she again hugs you, but this time with less crying. Oh. <laughs> right, well, um, hmm. I suppose I should uh, get back. And you notice her leg is kind of, she, she's got a slightly nervous leg where she's just like moving her like one foot up and down slightly just like you know with the, with the front of the foot still on the ground but the heels going up and down a little bit um i suppose i should uh, go back to reading to courage unless you want to do anything no oh can i okay can i listen to the story yes do you mind? <laughs> no no come in please please come in I like stories. I like stories too. And she offers you a hand to take. I take it eventually. <laughs> don't really know how to do this. <laughs> leads you into Courage's room and kind of sits you down on the side of the bed, takes up a seat and begins, um, and picks up a different book actually this time. And now we have to roleplay the whole story. <laughs> it was the worst Four hours of times. sessions. It was I the demand a story. <laughs> <laughs> for, one of those, for any of those stories, please listen into the bonus content. Uh, we can find <laughs> a number of, <laughs> of little oh, extra stories. Please read me some bedtime stories. Oh. I would love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, while that's happening then, Corzin, is there anything you'd like to do over the next couple of days? Yeah. Corzin's going to uh, see if he can be of any help getting the uh, the fawn sold off or partially repaired so it can be. Okay. He is also going to, at some point, uh, visit a florist's, but he's not going to ask for any uh, flowers that have been cut yet. Mm. He's going to ask for one that's uh, been potted. Okay. Looking around, uh, I'm going to say you do find a florist. You know, you just 
Yeah, even in in, in the deep wards, you know, in the centre of town, mm. there are florists that are still operating even this year, this far into winter. And uh, she just had the the florist. Uh, it's a uh, small halfling woman, mm-hmm. um, and I mean small. She's actually your height. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, has uh, wears a little uh, blue dress, has uh, straw, sort of straw, uh, straw-coloured hair, uh, and thick <laughs> gloves. She's you, know, you, you can see they have a lot of green marks on them. Uh, she looks up um, and her, and yeah, she she actually has a variety of different flowers that are potted, still available. Um, there are some roses, uh, carnations, tulips, roses. yeah. Uh, quite Geraniums flower in the winter sometimes. Yeah, there's a lot of geraniums. Well, there's some very late flowering ones. Yeah, I just planted some a few days ago. Oh. <laughs> Fun fact: Robbie's a gardener. Enjoy yeah. that stairways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, there are winter roses. There are geraniums. Um, Robbie, do you have two more winter flowers I could mention? I well, I thought of snowdrops, then I made myself sad. Oh, snowdrops. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Chorzen is going to ask for some winter roses. Okay. Um, she's willing to sell you a pot with three winter roses in mm-hmm. for a silver piece. Done. Cool. And uh, he, on his way out, he says, "Nice to be able to see eye to eye uh, to someone with someone for a change." I know, right? I used to. I'm sick and tired of having to cream my neck and look up at people all the time. Jesus. Wait, is, she, is she the crosswater signal voice mom? Have you, have you got a little boy? Yes, I have! <laughs> What's his name? I think Never found um, out his name! I think we've been... Um, uh, we, we, we've bought a couple of newspapers off him. Oh, yeah! That's my youngest! Adolf! Oh, God! Right. <laughs> <laughs> the name's Marisa! Marisa Sachs! Pleased to meet you. She shakes your hand. I'll <laughs> oh, be my son, Adolf Sax. He's very into music. Apparently, he met this bard the other day, and he's been really obsessed with trying to figure out about how awful clients work. I think it's a mystery to most people, or man or beasts, frankly. Uh, who knows? Maybe he'll make something of himself one day. Can't be selling newspapers forever. Well, hopefully. Uh, you. You tell them to keep out of trouble. Will do. Right. Thank you very much. And he takes the uh, the the potted plants and uh, walks out. Out of character, Jason. You're a bastard. <laughs> you have just broken so many hearts. I cannot even. <laughs> I was really wondering whether whether you would actually ask the little boy's name at any point. I was wondering if I was going to ask him that. Yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, no, you could have asked him. <laughs> You're so, such a fucker. Little, little adult. Little adult. <laughs> Fucking hell. Why? <laughs> at this point in history, it's perfectly normal. Yes, uh, and there are there are reasons which histor- which which the history buffs w- will get at and laugh. Hey. Anyway, uh, so uh, okay, so in, with regards to um, getting the uh, the fawn sold, uh, you do a bit of inquiry. The fawn has actually already been sold. Oh, hmm. useful. No, they managed to find a buyer um, back on the 29th of Falling Leaves. 
so that's not actually been a problem. Is this something out of character that I just forgot? Uh, no, no, you just ha- like you've not really yeah. been able to ask Brandy about yeah, it. I don't think it's been mentioned. Like, right. No. Okay. Fine. So that's no, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. Just making sure I've got the the, the details of that up. Uh, but yeah, basically, the no, it's been sold. Most of the you know all the plunder's already been taken care of. Uh, they have most of the money prepared. Obviously, none from the ransom because that's not being paid. Right. Um, but yeah, no. In fact, um, shortly before you, uh, the, you know, on on the third, a day before it's time to go back you know, aboard ship, uh, Brandy does actually uh, summon, you know, uh, talk to the three of you. He does actually call you all uh, uh, up to the house they're renting. <clears throat> Uh, actually, would it be Brandy? Brandy wouldn't actually take care of this. No, uh, my apologies. Uh, the person who would take care of this... Would it be Wheels? Uh, yeah, it would be Wheels, actually, ah. on this occasion. Uh, it wouldn't be Brandy. Uh, so it would be... Was it Wheels or Solder? I think it would be... Uh, yeah, no, sorry, it would be Solder. Wheels okay. is the carpenter. Ah, right. Yeah, okay. so uh, Hedrick Solder... Uh, human, as you, 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 it's been a while since you've seen her. What her, you know, a few days, but and certainly more than a few episodes. Uh, <laughs> Tan, very yeah. human woman with tight brown hair, uh, tight bound brown hair, I should say. Uh, meets the three of you at one of the little rooms in the in the place they've been renting out. Right, so uh, good to see the three of you. Uh, pay. We like that. Good. I like pay. Celestia's still I'm drunk. I'm so broke. <laughs> oh, uh, that's 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 common for sailors. Don't worry about it. I bought a book. She gives you a slight look, <laughs> a slightly <laughs> confused look. But all right, fair enough. Books can be expensive. I understand. Uh, so it's a bit of a, it's a quite a bit of quite a bit of a haul this time. Excellent. She Fantastic. has three boxes prepared, but. She hands two of them out first. The first one she passes to Celestia. So uh, this is your share. It's a uh, it's share and a half. Mm-hmm. Actually, sorry, no, it's double share because uh, uh, because of the combat bonus. And she passes you a box and counting out, you find in various coinage there is three hundred and forty-five gold pieces. Fucking okay. hell, yes, mate. Ooh. Yeah, this is why privateers do privateering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she, 345. 345. Okay, okay. Uh, she passes... She, uh, she op- uh, passes you the second box, Cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can feel this one's a bit more full because you're on officer... Uh, you're on officer wages, so you yeah. get a bit more. Uh, yours has... Sorry about this. 517 yeah. uh, gold and 5 silver. So 517 and a half, basically. Okay. <coughs> Which she passes into your camp. And she takes the third one and taps her fingers on it for a moment. So, scamp. Right now, this, um, this has the same as Celestia's in it. But obviously, uh, the... The captain made you a job offer. Now, if yeah. you if you take that offer up, I'll be give, I'll give you as much as uh, Corzin's getting because you'll be an officer. If not, 
Scam starts giggling uncontrollably. <laughs> <laughs> she rolls her eyes. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I, I have to say, it's not a it's not a conventional choice. But I've seen you in a fight. You make a good ship's mage. Well, yeah. So I suppose you've probably had some time to think about it. Do you want I've the job? I've a little distracted. <laughs> um, what do I have to do different? Well. If you've got anything that works with wind, that'd be lovely, but, uh, well, in that case, then probably, I know, I understand you'd been helping, uh, wheels with, uh, with the, uh, repair work, uh, when we were patching the I'm ships up to ground. Yeah, you'll probably, you'll probably have to do that. You'll be expected to use your magic during combat, uh, yeah. but you're already, but you're already, you're already getting combat pay, so, you know, it doesn't make too much of a difference. Uh, assume, assuming you're happy to do that again. Um, no, but basically, you know, if you can... I don't know how things work with... your... kind of magic, but, um, you know, I mean, if, if you can figure out some way to make, you know, to, to, to do that wind spell that Royal Navy Majors do, that'd be very, very nice, but really any sort of, you know... Just general magical services as the captain requires it. Okay. I think I can do that. Alright then. Think. You accepting the job then? Yes. Okay, she takes out another smaller box, opens it out, tips the extra money into the into the third box, closes it, passes it to you, Scamp. You gain 517 gold pieces and 5 silver. Uh, Don't spend it all on sweets. I make no promises. You'll explode. You'll physically explode. Not just your teeth will fall out. You'll actually explode if you eat that many sweets. <laughs> no pop. Well. Might be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad way to go, I suppose. So... With that in mind, piss off, I've got work to do. And uh, I'll see you on board ship tomorrow uh, evening, it looks like. We've been fa- things have been speeding up as much as we'd like, but they won't be able to make the, uh, they won't be able to make the afternoon tide. It'll be the evening tide. Right, you are. Right. So, that's... Wait, no, the way tides work, it'll be the morning tide, Jason. I won't be able to yeah. make the morning tide, so it'll be the evening tide. None of us would have called you up on that, so, um, yep. Yep. Wow. I don't know how the moon works here. The moon Uh, might be different, I'm not sure about that. No, the the moon is functionally the same. Yep, tides (laughs) still work in 12-hour cycles. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely just pick the wrong time of day. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah, so. Even tide it is, then. And, uh, yes. Uh, the next couple of days pass quickly. Uh... If you want, want you could, you, you do actually... Did you want to pick up any newspapers along the way? I will pick up a newspaper on the last day we are there, because okay. that would actually be potentially useful. I'm too drunk to bother picking up newspapers. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> actually, can I, or will I even need to, um, roll to see how much um, Celestia is drinking slash imbibing? Uh, if you've been spending any time with Celestia, you will know that. Right. <laughs> Is the answer? I would surely have bumped into her uh, uh, at once. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's 
Celestia's it's unlikely not, you wouldn't have done Celestia's that. Celestia's not yeah. being subtle about it. I'm not this. hiding. Yeah. How many bottles of Orcus XO is that now? I don't know, I've a few. Why, is that a problem for you? No. Although, look, I understand we've had a uh, a trying time of it, but it would be a crying shame to, um, having got through all that, end up seriously doing oneself in doing something silly. I'm just passing a couple of days, darling. How you are, we'll just look after yourself, all right? Yep, will do. And so, the fourth of first flurries comes, uh, causing you pop out earlier in the day, and you collect your last newspaper. Get your crosswater! No! First and fourth flurries! Uh, fourth and first flurries! <laughs> Been drinking! Attacks on slave ships ongoing! Captains of industry demanding additional naval protection! Crosswater Sentinel! Crosswater Gazette! Fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you pay your two copper pieces. Uh, um, <laughs> and, uh, I, I say to him, I think I spoke to your mother the other day. Oh no! What did she say? Uh, just that um, you'd, and I'm sure I wouldn't know anything about this meaningful look, um, that you'd come across a bard of some sort and were uh, talking about um, trying to figure out how an offer Clyde works. Yeah, well, you give me quite a lot of money. I was thinking maybe I'd do something to improve myself. You know, get buy an apprenticeship with somebody who makes musical instruments. I was thinking, you know, that offer Clyde's nice, but it's really long. You know, so if you could, you know, turn it, compact it into uh, more convenient form I'd, I'd really love to make something like that maybe I'd call it an adult phone or something <laughs> well that certainly has a ring to it and you're right it, it would be a lot more um, convenient to carry around I, I somehow I, I I don't understand how uh, Celestia is able to keep balanced after time with that thing on her back but um, in all seriousness though you know you've um, you've been a great help to us and you've been given a gift here don't squander it. No. Besides, I pretty quickly worked out. I, I would have spent it all on drinks and drugs. But all the but the drug dealer I'd normally go to, they all died. Well, they weren't missing. It's not really clear. It was in yesterday's uh, it was in yesterday's newspaper. Headline of Gunfighting Brewery, Notorious McDougal Clan Disappears. Oh. Odd. Yeah. You don't think maybe it was um uh Interfamily politics? I don't know. All I know is you can't get cheap drugs in where I live anymore. So I figure if I can't get cheap drugs, I'm not going to get any drugs. I'm just going to, you know, put the money into an apprenticeship and try and better my life. I don't want to end up working in a factory. That's probably a very sensible decision, lad. <laughs> Celestia wanders from one bar to the other across the street going... <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> yeah, if you could create something that uh, you know 
would mean that she she can actually stay upright even whilst drunk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Maybe everyone one day will think of the adult phone when they think of musical <laughs> instruments. Maybe. Although, um, I, I'd workshop that if I were you. <laughs> and uh, he takes the uh, the newspaper and says, "Catch around, Adolf." Hey, cross was <laughs> Uh, and yeah, looking looking through it, uh, you can see that the, the, the main story. It's a car crash. <laughs> it was the delightful, most oh, delightful car crash. It was great. Oh. Uh, the main story is about uh, the ongoing attacks uh, that have been happening in the uh, on uh, slave ships headed from uh, uh, both from Jova to Sunder and from Haldanos to Sunder, where a lot of uh, goblin slaves are taken on. Um, uh, there's also a uh, there's also a piece on uh, oh, there's a there's a piece on uh, how a it, the the ongoing battle in Vendabite Pass uh, over in Sunder with between uh, Orsiria and Saul and there's also a small editorial piece uh, mocking the public holiday uh, in Meadmere of Alders Night, uh, which actually you recall. Now that you're thinking about it, is actually Alder's uh, Night is actually in a few days' time on the seventh of uh, first flurries, mm. uh, and uh, yeah, you're you know it's it's you've been you've you've been in uh, Warwick's Watch for Alder's Night before. It's actually quite you know, it's quite fun. Maybe you can get some you know, sugared apples or something. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, always, I would like to tell you that Sam just did a mime of a newspaper and then realised he had to make it about twice as big because yeah, was yeah, of course. <laughs> So the arm started off at normal level, oh, yeah. which went really wide. Because yeah. Corson could literally hide under a broadsheet. Yep. <laughs> yes, he could. Oh. Like, literally, it would cover him entirely. He's so tiny. <laughs> ah. Cuts to, cut to episode 46, where uh, Corson uh, escapes pursuit by doing just that. <laughs> Disguises himself as a newspaper. Yep. Yep, I'm up for that. Yep, Great. totally Let's up for that. Two eye holes just cut. So <laughs> yeah, that's more. That's more solid snake stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the penguin in Wallace and Gromit. True. Yes. yes. Love that. Okay, so um, the t- you you the as I said towards the late afternoon, you're, the time has come for you to make. Uh, for one last uh, trip through Crosswater before you set sail aboard the recently re- repaired Regret and make your way on to where it's watch into Meadmere. The uh, Grimanis have one last um, family meal with you all. I'd like to pick up an extra bottle of whiskey. You do? Cool. How much? Uh, Nice stuff. Sorry? Nice stuff. Oh, the nice stuff? When we say the nice stuff, are we talking like the nice halfing stuff or the nice dwarven stuff? Dwarven. Okay. So Like five gold, I think it was last time? uh, No, the dwarven stuff is 15. That's really expensive. No, that's slightly less nice. Okay, the nice halfling stuff is five. All right, cool. Let's do that. Yeah. The nice nice dwarven stuff is like 90% proof. Cool. You, yeah. can, you can successfully start fires. I mean, you can start fires with normal whiskey, but, you know, 
you can really start fires with <laughs> They used to say it was 90% proof and 10% circumstantial evidence. <laughs> <laughs> so no, you just get some uh, standard, very nice 40% proof uh, half-lick stuff. Uh, just for my reference, do you already have like a half-drunk bottle of the Dwarven stuff still Yeah, on? I do. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Who knows if that will come in use at some point. Did we right. drink all that stuff we found in the sewer? Uh, no, no, you still have the orcas. That's brandy. You still have a lot <laughs> oh, of the orcas. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, you probably drunk some of that, but mm. a certain amount of it still remains. Uh, presumably just by this point packed into, uh, Corzin's, um, you know, sw- uh, yeah, Corzin's little hidey hole, uh, secure bit on the, uh, on the ship. You, uh, as, a, as an officer, you don't merit your own room, but you do merit a small locked, uh, yeah. you know, a small locked, uh, storage space. Yep. Oh, do I get one now? Yes, you do. Do I, f- uh, can I fill it with sweets? Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, so uh, I will it's say that it's five, I'll say it's five gold pieces to fill it with enough sweets to fill it completely. Yeah. I am so doing that. Incredible. Okay. In, in Corson Tidy Hall, there is a fair amount of um, assorted liquors, um, a couple of uh, sheets of parchment, and two letters. Ooh. Okay, so you find yourselves, as I say, at the. Uh, having one last meal with the Gromanis and all too soon it ends you find yourself standing and preparing to leave um, I pass, I go to courage pass him a bottle of whiskey and just go it gets better I um <laughs> he looks at you cat for a moment can you make a can you make a persuasion check please? persuasion, okay yeah Oh shit, Robin, your dice has fucked me. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. I rolled a natural one, and the word "fuck" has appeared in front of me. <laughs> he takes the bottle and immediately uncorks it, takes a swing, buzz it again. <laughs> Maybe he says, though his heart really isn't in it. I know. Take your time. He nods. Justice looks at the three of you. Well, it is. It has been a joy to have the three of you come to visit. I had my doubts that um, the halfling. Uh, mostly the halfling I'm sorry but the drow have always been circumstantially accepting of my people but I will confess I had my doubts about you and I am very glad that you've proven me wrong I'm glad that we could uh prove our mutual uh, prejudices of each other uh, false and I'm sorry that we're having to part under these circumstances but I'm glad at least we could 
we could be around when it when we were needed. As am I. He offers you his hand, and if you take it, he grasps it. your forearm in that sort of you know, like deep kind of sailor grasp. Yeah, the beastmaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> and um, he turns to uh, you next, Scamp. Smiles. If um, we are still here, the next time you're in Crosswater, then you will always be welcome. And if we are not, then wherever we may go, there will always be a place for you. Thank you. I don't remember how much money it was you needed for wisdom, but I have lots of gold if you want some. I don't really need it. You can see there's a slight war going on in his eyes <laughs> there. I mean, I spent a lot of it on a book, but I got some more. And I want to help. He, you can see he's slightly reluctant, but we all need to look after ourselves and our families and you have two families who will look after you so you need to look after them as well we will once we have sold the free holdings sold off the lantern our other assets we will have some harder times ahead but <laughs> we will actually have just about enough money for that. We are not so far from our final goal. There are always jobs for us. Perhaps we will head across the border, go to Seoul. I'm sure that for a price, the if the sculptor will make an introduction, I understand he needs some work guarding things and that would allow us to find somewhere new, set up a new home with the right connections. We'll look for you if we ever go there. He smiles, his eyes are kind of welling up a bit. As will we. And you and I, I've got two families to look after, so here is half of the gold for this family, and I'll hold the rest. His breath catches. Justice, take it. <laughs> he does, he takes the gold. Yeah, the small Here's patch. 273 patch. gold. <laughs> and with one arm in a slight sweep, and there's kind of a touch of grandeur to it, as if he looked. As if it was once a much more mocking gesture, but with a definite sort of humility to it, he bows to you very low. I try to copy it. <laughs> Give me a performance check. 
Ooh. You're going to clock heads if you get it slow enough. <laughs> oh, my horns get tangled. No, it's an 18. It's fine. You execute <laughs> a pretty good courtly bow. <laughs> Straightens up and you... And as you look up, you realize, you see that um, all of the rest of the family have either done... have up, They've not done the forecourt bow, but they've all at least lowered their heads to you. Mordecai folds his arms. Well, I'm not exactly keen to be on the road again, but um, maybe it's time for a change of pace. I'll miss you. I'm sure we'll run into each other again, he says, looking at uh, Corson and Celestia. Yeah, of course we will. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly hope so. Lilith um, gives each of you a big hug. It'll, it'll be alright. I know it will. I get a feeling for these things. You'll land on your feet. That sounds nice. <laughs> Chase awkwardly steps forward and pats you on the shoulder <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> Look after yourself. Always you're, do. Um, you're a good kid. Hope steps forward as well and um, after a little hesitation just ruffles your hair (laughs) (laughs) well I suppose um, I suppose this is it (laughs) only for now yeah we can always uh, keep an eye out for each other Maybe you can, uh, maybe you can visit uh, Wisdom in University. <laughs> what is it they say in Seoul? Uh, not goodbye, but until next time. I think so. By the region, I'm going to have to learn Seulian phrases now. What are my? <laughs> oh, oh. Maybe I should talk to that gnomish person you're always going on about about some sort of dress or oh, never mind. He's great. We'd like him. <laughs> She shakes her head. He's uh, certainly a man who can get things done. Yes. So long as they, so long as people still keep their wallets in easy to reach places, that will be fine. I'll, I'll I will survive. <laughs> <laughs> Courage. Um, <clears throat> or takes another swig from the whiskey. Gives you. Gives you a nod, cousin. Gives you a nod and a wink, scamp. And looks at you, uh, Celestia. I know it seems hopeless. But if you just keep practicing, eventually you will get that coin through. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try and do it on him right now. Yeah. Okay, give me a slight hand check. Oh, give me a slight hand check. Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> 16. No, Ooh. that's a 19. I read it wrong. Oh, shit. That is a, that's a 22. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You reach forward as if to give him a hug and pull out a gold coin. Yeah, fuck you, little shit. I'm flicking the coin. He catches it. <laughs> and there's, for the first time in three days, you do see uh, just a glint of genuine humour in his eyes. When he <laughs> I kind of go to hug him and then don't quite go near him and just like grasp his shoulders for a minute. He grasps you back on the shoulder with one hand. 
Um, and that's higher than your passive perception. Uh, so when you later look, you find that he has slipped just under your lapel the gold piece. <gasps> oh, <dick>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a prick. <laughs> <laughs> that was epic, though. Um, <clears throat> and finally, wisdom. Holding, kind of still hugging the book that you gave him. <laughs> uh, you can see there are small pieces of paper marking different points in it. She gives a another little... Well, she favours skirts, so actually it would be a curtsy rather than a bow, because it's harder to buy on a skirt. Uh, so she gives you uh, Celestia and Corson, she gives you both a curtsy. You're a very theatrical bow back. <laughs> Come back. I'm probably not here, but Come back. I will. We'll be back past this way before too long, I shouldn't wonder. Hmm. Keep in touch. She um, t- looks at you for a moment, for a scamp, and opens and closes her mouth a few times. <laughs> smiles and taps you on the shoulder. <laughs> and then she leans in and kisses you on the cheek. <laughs> Scamp blushes furiously. <laughs> Keep them safe. I won't forgive you if you let themselves get killed. Ditto. Okay. Because <laughs> someone's got to look after these people. They're very daft. They'll get themselves killed by themselves. Yeah, you know, and I don't know how. I don't know what life would be like if they got themselves killed. So, it's hard being the only sensible one. I know, right? I've never been daft in my life. Shut your face. <laughs> and she's she grips. You know, she's still got on your shoulder. She's kind of gripping it very tightly. So keep them safe and make sure they come back to me. Okay. Okay. I'll miss you. I'll miss you. She off very reluctantly. Let's go. Scamp. I turn away to hide all the tears that are definitely not crying. Definitely not crying. Yeah, she does the same. Justice smiles. Well then, to each of you I say, farewell, fair seas, and may the regent and the saints be at your back. Good luck, my friends. Same to you, sir. Good luck. I do salute. Mm-hmm. And a little thicker okay. rainbow comes out of my fingers, and they all got ten fucking. They got five fucking temporary hit points. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and with that, you make your way out. Come on, hero. Let's go. Yeah. Put my Wait, where's my monkey? 
<laughs> and you see Jeffrey, uh, who, by the way, I will state for the record, is a golden-haired capuchin. Uh, yeah. So he's about he's about a foot tall, including including tail length, which is like half of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and Jeffrey, who uh, who has actually just been, uh, you realise, has been uh, hiding in Celestia's capacious backpack this whole time, <laughs> scrambles out. <laughs> Get it out! I get shit all over everything. Uh, you glance at your backpack. Yeah, it, it totally has. He, 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 he totally has. <laughs> you end up having to scrape it out later. Ugh. <laughs> get it away from me. It's weird. At least you got that cleaning spell. That's true. I clicked my fingers several times to get rid of all shit. Yeah, a small <laughs> haze of monkey shit, shit rises <laughs> out of the bag and then cloud. deposits itself on the street near, as you as you walk out. Incredible. <laughs> Celestia, make a perception check. Mm, okay. Natural twenty. Ooh. You're making your way out. You've gotten back into uh, to uh, back out from the uh, Grimani household, and you are heading uh, out out from Olympi's nest. You know, it never actually came up, but Olympia was the name of the uh, fortress beast. Oh, cool! Yeah. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> it just ne- that's never really organically came up. Yeah. Um, okay. And as you make your and you make your way about onto the main street, heading up uh, past between Olympia's nest and the Warrens, and heading towards the Glazers' quarter, um, the the ship, after all, is waiting at Cypress Keys. And just as you're heading up, you see a group, a, a pair of the Ebon Guard walking towards you the opposite way coming down towards Victor's Canal can you give me a stealth check please can we do anything to assist her hiding Mm, that's a six Uh, I mean if that would turn it from disadvantage to normal uh, what would you do oh I mean I'll roll it again to see if it's worse (laughs) okay it's better so yeah Um, okay if we're walking down the street and the uh, the Ebengar are walking it's going to be a six regardless the opposite direction but yeah, but you. Uh, what? They're walking towards you, so like you're, 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 the way you're walking is opposite to the way they're walking. Like, All right. Are there any the um, side alleys that we can? Do yeah, there are a number of side alleys. Uh, would you would you go towards the? You, know, you can easily duck in towards the Warrens. All right. Yeah, we would do that. But um, I'm gonna try and shove Celestia from like the knees okay. um, you... into the uh, uh, the alleyway, and then. Uh, Run off towards the um, uh, 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 the Ebon Guard, uh, gesturing quickly to uh, scamp as I go. Okay. And I am going to hold up a, uh, my own uh, purse and uh, yell back at scamp. But you can't catch me. And start running like I've just stolen their purse. I'm okay. going to start screaming and chase. Okay, so oh, okay. Can the pair, uh, the pair of you, give me a deception check while this is happening? Okay. First roll with the ice cream dice. Uh, that's a ten. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> not good. Deception. Oh, that's not good either. That's uh. 10. Also 10. Yeah, also 10. And my stealth is uh, 6. So, so this is... Uh, so with your pers- with your passive perception, mm-hmm. Corzin, it's high enough, and uh, you see you see one of them seems to look and, uh, 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 at you just before Celestia ducks away. 
And as you're doing this, uh, one of them kind of like glances, it seems to pay attention, but the other one holds up a hand and seems to talk to the, uh, say something to the other one. You're not, you can't, you're too far away to hear what. Mm-hmm. And then he does something strange. He touches, uh, yes, it's, uh, it's, this is actually two male dark elves. He seems to touch the side of his uh, helmet and then the pair of them begin walking towards, well, at the current moment, you and Scam, but they're walking quite calmly. Mm-hmm. Um, but with, you know, quickly but calmly and with purpose. I would uh, like to run into them. <laughs> okay. Just uh, barrel into yeah. them as though I don't know where, I haven't noticed where Give I'm me, going. okay, give me an <laughs> athletics check for this. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm going to bounce right off. Uh, that's a 12. Okay, yeah, no. Uh, you run towards one of them and he sort of sets the way and shoves you to the side. <clears throat> Okay, I would have passed out them by the this. Way. Out, of the, uh, out of the way, child. Uh, actually, sorry, out of the way, dwarf. What kind of alleyway am I in? Uh, so you're in an alleyway. It's a fairly... It's it's not a very, very narrow alleyway. It connects to other side streets. Okay, I'm going to try and run down one of those if I can. Okay, you start Assuming running. that I've seen this. Yes, have I seen this? Uh, you, I'm going to say you've seen this okay, as you're cool. hearing. Yeah. Uh, so, Scan, you've just been shoved out of the way. They walk past you. Yeah. Uh, although you see uh, one, uh, one of them... Uh, that does take out, uh, one, uh, one of them does seem to peg you with the with, with the purse yeah and ignores you all right as soon as i pass by them i'm going to turn around and start um uh, flanking them on the way back okay so uh, you're following them can i yeah. have uh, i have time to do something yes you do i cast darkness and run away <laughs> Ooh. Okay, you're dark. You're casting darkness on the uh, on the pair of drow. Yeah, so it's fifteen. Okay, so um, yeah, yeah, just on. Yeah, so it's a fifteen foot radius around them. Okay, Magical darkness. That. Is there? How do you uh, invoke this? Just out of curiosity. Oh, uh, do you have anything? Oh shit! I do need do? stuff, don't I? Uh, oh, does this actually require stuff? Material stuff bat fur. We come over. You don't need. Uh, you oh, don't yeah. need material. Yeah, you don't need material. It's not a sorcerer spell. But, that. Yeah, because oh, it's right. an inherent right. thing. Yeah. Uh, so you essentially just grab a, pe- a bit of your own because you have tufts in your ears, don't you? Yeah. Mm. You just grab a bit of your own ear hair. Ow. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> ah. uh, or I guess a bit of hair from your scalp. You know, your choice. Uh, <laughs> yep, ears. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's more Hmm. Uh, and you snap the, the the bit of hair between your fingers. Oh, and a bit of cold, but no. Yeah, um, and yeah, yeah. You got you, you just grab a bit of dirt from your shoe. Uh, well, you don't wear shoes right? <laughs> from your feet or hooves. Mix them, mix them together, and snap them. And this uh, cause and the strangest things happens as you're turning to to follow these two. You <laughs> see just this cloud of what looks like you know when you drop India ink into water yeah just this cloud of tendrils of darkness burst out from between the pair of them in every direction what in the regions and it's just (laughs) (laughs) yeah you hear this very much okay I'm gonna try and Follow the direction of that uh, voice because that's I'm blind. Currently. Oh no, you're, oh, no, you're, not, you're not within the fifteen feet. Oh, okay, you're, right. You're in which case, yeah, yeah, because right. you, you've turned. You've not turned. You're not dogging them heel to heel. Yeah. yeah, we are literally on the way to the ship. Aren't yes. We? Yeah. Um, can I try and take some circuitous routes around back streets and run? Yes, you can. Yeah. So I, would I like, mean, obviously, I would depends like what happens with them. But... You make a survival check. <laughs> oh God! Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> no! <laughs> uh, what's on, my survival? It's really shit. Oh, that's a nat one, and I've got no bonus. Okay. You've got uh, Jack of all trades, don't you? 
No, I've got the, uh, yeah. One. It's it's a wisdom, and I've okay. got jack of all trades. <laughs> run out uh, uh, through the warrens, trying to get a, a, a side street, and you end up on the main street that goes from that low road between Warrens and New Glazers Ward, going up towards the Glazers Quarter. And as you turn, you can see at the T junction uh, uh, to to your right another pair of drow. Fucking hell! Uh, turn one female, one male. And this time, uh, yeah, they see like you see one of them looks at you, uh, and the pair of them both begin uh, moving quickly towards you. One of them raises their hand and touches the side of their helmet. As they do they look it. like they recognise me? Uh, make an insight check. Okay. I also want to know what they're doing with the side of their helmet. Would I know that? Do make an arcana check after that. Okay, cool. Um, insight eight. You don't know if they recognise you specifically. Or if it's just drow, yeah. Uh, 14. Oh, Arcana. Something's ringing a bell. I will... S- uh, but you didn't... Did, you didn't... S- no, you did see them do it the first time. Yeah, I did. Uh, you find yourself being recalled... Thinking back suddenly to the heist in uh, Borwick's Bay. And the little pins... That, oh, okay. Uh, that that, that uh, the Viper uh, and uh, their companion had. Right. Uh, and you, as you recall, those were used to send short messages. Yeah, they over were talking distance. to each other. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. It was like texting. Yeah, and the, um, and the, it's just enough for you to make a uh, to, to bridge a mental gap there. Okay. I mean, I'm going to try and leave yeah no 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 uh okay give me a stealth check oh god uh, uh, either stealth or just athletics depending on whether you're hiding or running um what am i doing what did i do hang on okay i'm going to hide shit uh 11 11 okay give me a stealth check Okay, you pull into 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 a, into a side street and try to hide, um, but taking a peek out, you can see this. Like you know, you, you duck into a couple of different streets, but you can see they are still moving in your general direction. They've not been deterred. Mm. They're getting closer, and yeah, it does in fact occur to you that given the high quality of their equipment, although having an enchantment like that would be expensive. These people have been equipped without, you know, where, in a, uh, to a degree where money was not a concern. Yeah. This is not something Shocker. that ordinary soldiers would possess at all, but they but they might. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, the while you're in that situation, the pair of you, what have you? Where have you been doing? What have you been going? Okay. Uh, if she's gone down a, uh, a side alley, I am going to try and. Uh, cut across in the same direction and okay. intersect with them at some point. Okay, Scamp, if you're doing that as well, yeah. can you give uh, then uh, one of you can give me a survival check with advantage because Scamp, this is your favourite terrain as it were. Okay. <laughs> I would recommend causing does that. Natural 20. Natural 20. Go. Huzzah! Okay, so... Thank you, ice cream dice. Yeah, yeah it was on oh, that chip was, was on the top chips. Nice. Uh, so you, as you cut, uh, you immediately like you start cutting in the general direction. The scout taps your shoulder and seems to indicate a couple of ways, and you just hear this the sounds of shouting from behind, like uh, just a distant. 
fuck, they've got midgets. What the fuck is going on? Um, before is that they've got midgets. Magic. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I heard they've got midgets. <laughs> midgets. I mean, they. they Not. Just, I guess true. they saw you. I'm just. I'm just. I'm glad that I clarified and, that because I definitely heard and, they've got midgets. <laughs> I mean, it's drow. They're they're pretty racist. They they could actually be just be using a slur for halflings. Yeah. Um, so, um, but regardless, it's a bit hard to tell because of the distance. Uh, and you actually uh, run at see Celestia ducking into her hiding place. And the other two drow moving in on towards her location. Uh, so you can see where she's hidden. Uh, you're, in actually, you're actually in a slightly more favourable position where the drow haven't immediately noticed you either. Alright. So can we see Celestia? You, but... you see where Celestia has tried to hide. Yeah, she's basically ducked behind... Uh, sort of? Yeah, no, she's ducked behind an onion cart. It's not as reliable as an apple cart. Ah. For sake. Um... <laughs> Can't upset these as easily. Yeah. All right. Uh, Onions are made of sterner stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's all appealing. Ah, never mind. Um, <laughs> We're not talking to each other in character right now. Yeah. I'm hiding. <laughs> all right. Um, I am going to move in uh, in her general direction semi-casually. Okay. Uh, I am going to try and give the air that I've somehow got away from whoever was following me. Okay. And uh, I'm sort of like slowing down. Okay. Da, 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 da. He, he, he would almost be whistling innocently. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to do something really stupid. Me too. Um, am I in... 60 foot range of any of them uh yes i'm going to say they're just within 60 feet of you all right hang on sorry because my mind blinked for a moment oh no 30 feet sorry oh 30 feet uh you can say no like let's see how unlucky you are okay they are just 30 feet from you I'm because, gonna because you flubbed that previous check. I'm going to stick a hand out of the onion cart with finger puppets on it <laughs> and it's going to be like like um there's a finger puppet grave and one of them breaks out of it and becomes a finger puppet zombie and there's a whole little scene with all the little finger puppet people running away from the zombie like <laughs> and um, I'm going to cast Dash's Hideous Laughter on one of them Brilliant. it's a wisdom save does it do multiple targets if you do it at a higher level it doesn't no I uh, checked bugger. oh no okay so the pair of you uh, sorry Scam what were you doing because you said you were going to do the same thing at the same time um, I'm going to can I get within touch range of Celestia uh, I mean, I would need uh, I would need an athletics check to run up to her quickly enough before the uh, before yeah they're the, sort of blocking yeah you, before aren't they? the drag can. Um, oh, what was that? That was a fourteen. Okay, I'm going to say you can just get up to her quickly enough. Yes. So as you're casting this, uh, you're just playing. You're just being nonchalant, aren't you? Essentially. Yeah. Although what I am uh, going to be doing is I will be fiddling around in my. Um, satchel and trying to extract the chul venom. Okay, you get that into your hand while this is happening. Uh, so one of them, the one you target these guys well, one guy, one girl, are elite trained drown. They have gone through extensive training. They have been trained against psychological warfare, against uh, against attacks. They, they know, they are battle hardened. They know what it is to be hit by illusions and mind enchanting effects. 
but everyone has an off day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the sight of this inexplicable finger puppet f- funeral is too much for the male drow who looks at what the f- <laughs> And he falls to the ground doing this ridiculous sort of laugh. I'm so glad I kept this spell. I'm never changing it out. Uh, the female drow turns like, what in the fucking blazes? At the same time, Scamp, you burst out of a nearby alleyway and lay a, and, and grab Celestia by the shoulder. I'm going to cast fly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to be less conspicuous flying. It'll be really fast. (laughs) It'll be really funny. uh, (laughs) You see, you see, as you're just getting into position, you know, with chill venom uh, in uh, in hand, ready to daub onto a weapon or something. You watch and you see as one of the drow suddenly uh, uh, balls over, giggling. Scamp rushes out. Grabs Celestia by the shoulder, grabs her, actually puts goes one arm under each under each uh, mm-hmm. shoulder crook, and sort of tenses their legs for a moment, and then with one arm extended slightly. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. How do you how do you do this? Uh, how do you make me fly? How do you do this, Gap? Yeah. Just sort of chuck you in the air, and you're gonna just go because <laughs> you're flying. Oh, <laughs> like oh you're casting it on <laughs> her. Okay. And you just sort of pick her up and fling her into the sky. I'm going to roll a dice to see if I say what the fuck or not. I very much... What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Really fast. Go. Go. Yeah, you find yourself flung into the sky. You've got ten minutes. And you stop. You don't fall. And there are these weird instincts that just coming out of nowhere. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to try and get up to a reasonably high rooftop yeah, um, just cling to a chimney like, like, it's I like hate you have this. no idea what's happening and then you just see like uh one of the little glowing spirits seem to ping in different directions and you kind of follow it with some instinct you find oh well no i have control over this i freak out because i'm falling into the sky like i yeah. thought i was <laughs> uh okay so you, you fly up to a rooftop fly okay. i hug possible. a chimney <laughs> get away uh, keep going don't stop <laughs> You got, sort of of, you got sixty feet of movement instead of thirty, and if I you get dash, to the highest that's really fast. Yeah. yeah, you get up to a nearby uh, to, to to a. I still think I'd be sensible nearby. enough to go that far. I really <laughs> you don't. You fly up to the top of one of the very high uh, terraces in this part. One that's preferably like not visible from the ground if okay. I can manage it. Because uh, I don't think that's stupid. Yeah, give me a stealth check. Shit, hey. it's got disadvantage. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm in the you, air and above. You are, gli- you are, you are a glittering flying thing. <laughs> you are a glittering flight. You are a UFO. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Ten. Okay, well, it's enough that p- most people don't notice you. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, passes by on the street aren't noticing you. Most but the female drow most certainly does. Oh, um, God. You're now close. Cosmo, definitely scab. You are close enough to see her touch the side of her helmet and go. Uh, and go Target has uh, target is uh, target is capable of flight spells. Has a sis, uh, has has a short go- uh, black and gold uh, uh, cloaked uh, dwarf uh, rendering assistance. Moving to intercept target last seen New Glazers Ward. Moving uh, uh, New Glazers Ward south of Iron Ward sector seven C. Uh, Do I see her talking to someone from you, where I am? You can see that she is actually yeah. Okay, I'm from where t- you are. Give me a quick perception check because okay. you have you have eye, eye in the sky. Oh, that's pretty good actually. Um, 
So that is a 20, dirty 20. Oh, okay. From your position, you can see the streets all around, and you can see there are three other pairs of drow. They're very obvious because of their black armor and and everything else. Uh, in different parts of the New Glazer's ward, one in the Iron Ward, and all three of them stop and immediately turn and begin converging on your last seen location. Okay, I'm going to try and pull myself together and get off the chimney and fly away. <laughs> okay. Uh, while this is happening, uh, the drow that is next to uh, you, Scamp, uh, draws her sword. Mm-hmm. Oh god, uh, do I see that? Forge sword. Uh, I'm going to say you uh, do see do this. Shit, no, I can't go that far then. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, give me a very quick initiative check. We're not in full combat, but just sort of everyone give me a quick initiative check. Uh, 14. 23. Also, uh, 16. Okay. Uh, 23 for Corzin and... Okay. Okay, so Corzin, you, you, you're able to act first. Okay, is the, uh, the female drow close by me? Uh, yes, you are, you are within like 20 feet of her. Right, I am going to attempt to uh, move up to her and... Uh, now, the chill venom has to be uh, injected into the bloodstream. Yes, yeah, so you've had enough time to coat a weapon with it by now. Done, okay. And I'm just going to try and um, hit her where the armour is weakest. Okay, you have advantage on this because this is technically a surprise attack. She's right. like, she's not, She is not expecting this. You know, she's, she did not clock you before. Okay. She is not expecting this. Advantage. Okay, that's dirty 20. That is just enough. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let me just check. Yeah, that's just enough because she's not got a shield up. Okay. All right, so uh, I'm going to be using the uh, yeah, the, the so Neapolitan she, for this one. And she's going to make hey. the constitution safe. Actually, I will, oh, I'll shit, use the Neapolitan let you down. <laughs> Five damage plus whatever the um, uh, the the chill venom does. However, I rolled the Neapolitan for her save. Uh, versus the troll venom, so you do five points of damage to her, which it seems to be. Be- you, you basically there's like a very thin join, uh, like gap between the neck and the the neck gorget and mm-hmm. uh, the back of her helmet, and you just do a very tiny slice with okay. the edge of uh, with the end of the scimitar, and she. Uh, okay, realistically, in order to have done that, I would have needed to have scaled you're, her first. No, you're, yeah. you're right. Height, height. Sorry, there is a gap. Just in the back of the leg armor, then. Yeah. So, like a uh, knee crook. Yeah, sort of yeah. in the knee crook, where it's a little yeah. bit softer. Uh, and it's, it's made of soft uh, leather for flexibility, so it doesn't have much protection. And you're just able to slash through. And you get just like almost the tiniest cut. And she seems to. And she turns around. Uh, and actually, no, she doesn't even turn. She's too focused on this. She raises the sword and is about to drive it down into Scamp when she. As the sword is driving forward, Scamp, you instinctively back forwards. And then the rest of her follows it, and she just slams into the ground, flaccid. Get the sword out of her hand. Why? I can't use it. Uh, But she won't have it. Get the sword out of her hand. Maybe we should just run. More of them around. I'm not here. Yeah, I'm not here. If you want to yell a warning to them, you can. I mean, it's not my turn, is it? Uh, She's out for a minute, basically. Okay, so it's my so, turn. Okay, I'm gonna go down, grab them both, and fucking fly off if okay, I can. Okay, give me an athletics check because although they're individually not that heavy, two of them, yeah, two of them. Oh shit! Um. Oh, that's nineteen. <laughs> okay, you grab Corzin by the scruff of the uh, of the of the waistcoat. You grab. So you grab. Uh, uh, 
Uh, you, you grab the scout by the scruff of the uh, of the cloak, cloak and some of the underlying uh, fabric, and both of them you just lift into the sky. I'm gonna wrap my tail around uh, your arm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give me a. Are you being stealthy? I mean, you, me <laughs> are you being stealthy? You, you giant flying sparkle. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not being stealthy. Horson's uh, legs are flailing. Um, yeah. I'm just and gonna try and get away from yeah, where they are. Yeah, get away. The, I don't think I'm you, even stupid yeah, enough as to try you and be stealthy. Up, uh, you can see that at least two below of the three the groups of drow, although the they're still, although they're still <laughs> trying to get to get into your position, you can see they do. Up, they are looking up. As well as forward, and you realise shit, and you've definitely heard they've informed they're, they're aware that they're looking for a flying target. Okay. Uh, yeah. How do you travel? Fast. Below okay, rooftop you're level. Just gonna... Yeah, below rooftop okay, level. Okay, so you're still try and negotiate the streets. Uh, it's like a say... jetpack. Yeah. Here's the thing: if exactly. you want to stay below the rooftop level, you will have to go through the gates because the uh, because there are city walls I'll just nip over the top of those okay <laughs> yeah. you're, you're gonna nip over the top over of those them. okay you sail over the wall the walls into the iron ward and the walls as I've mentioned before have regular cupolas uh, to protect from aerial attacks yeah. uh, uh, and <laughs> are patrolled by soldiers with muskets do they notice you let's find out oh god <sighs> uh, yes yes they notice you no. none of them are Evan guard however uh, and the human musketman there sort of raises his uh, his uh, his uh, musket and goes, well, uh, stop! Who goes there? I'm going to go fuck off and cast vicious mockery. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Really uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Just on the way past. <laughs> so uh, he, he, fires a sh- he fires a shot at you in, uh, like, in panic safe. with disadvantage. Uh, he's failed to save. Uh, oh, okay, good. Yeah, so with disadvantage, because he failed to save. He takes three damage. Oh, great. Uh, which is good, because the first one was a natural 20. Oh, oh God. Uh, which was with the Neapolitan ice cream die. And the second was a nine. Well, so it doesn't hit me. I'm concentrating. Yeah, so the shot grows wide. Uh, there's a brief sort of puff of smoke around the air. And, but by that point, you've flown past. Uh, okay, so... Uh, give me, I guess, a survival check. No, because <laughs> if you're navigating in the streets and trying to stabilize street, yeah, Ooh, can scan help in combat? Yes, uh, not technically. Because if we're not in combat, I'm really good at navigating st- streets. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm giving you the advantage for, for having stamp. <laughs> so am I, I'm doing it, but yes, it's... you're doing it, but scamp gives you advantage. Oh, guys, oh, I rolled two twos. <laughs> oh shit! Okay. You rolled a Desmond. Yeah, I did. There's a limit to how badly you can fuck this up because the fact is you are he- there is broadly a straight line you know how to follow, uh, but but you are most definitely spotted and you immediately from your vantage point you can see more and more of these groups of Evan Guard are starting to, do, to converge in on your position. Oh, we've got like five stars on Grand Theft Auto. Oh, oh yeah. Bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Some of them are. Oh, some of this the, is true. You, know, you do. Uh, I guess say with your passive insight. Uh, who is the passive, best passive insight? Celestia, actually. It's me. Yeah, yes, Celestia. That's what's your passive yeah. insight? Surely oh. I do. What's, what's passive 13? insight? Oh, sorry. No, passive. Sorry, that's passive investigation. Passive insight. <coughs> investigation. Would be, uh, yeah. Probably, probably would causing. Be causing. Sure. Yeah, well, um, well, I've got passive wisdom, which is. Uh, your 14. passive insight is insight. Oh, no, no, it's scamp. Okay. okay. Well, regardless, it was a 12. Yeah. Uh, so, scamp, with your passive insight, uh, you can tell that. Interestingly, they aren't alerting the regular militia. Uh, they, they they aren't bringing the regular militia in. However, the guy on the rooftop is. 
And pretty soon you hear the sounds of a ringing uh, walk, like watch bell. Ding, 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 ding. Oh god! I mean, is there anywhere we can drop down and hide? Ah, like, uh, anywhere. Could, I mean, yeah. Where would you like to try and hop, oh, hop, hop really down and hide? Oh, really far from you, Ricardo? You're probably know. over the Victor's Canal. Um. <laughs> or you know, well, you're near the Victor's Canal. You're staying below rooftop level, but like you know. You could uh, you could possibly make a mad dash over the main river. I mean, cross. we're literally heading for the ship to leave, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just dash for the ship. Okay, give no, me... they'll follow the ship. Um, um, oh, I guess give me. Uh, are you staying beneath um, rooftop level? Hang on, let me yes. have a look at the map. Let me work out where the fuck I want to be. Also below rooftop level, yes, absolutely. Uh, in which case, that will be an acrobatics check. Uh, is Saints Market busy at this time of day? Uh, it's evening, so actually, no, it's not one of the busiest ones Shit, this time Where's of day. a busy one? Can cause and see uh, the, um, the Ebengard uh, converting Places Market's pretty busy, area which is in them. your general, the, the path you're travelling. Um, I'm gonna try and try and drop down into Glazer's Market and like lose, a, lose myself okay, in the crowd. Okay, drop down to them. foot level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sorry, what were you doing? I was going to say, can Corzin see the group of avant-garde converging below them? Uh, yeah, with your passive uh, perception, yes, you can. Right, okay, he's going to um, attempt to light one of his bombs. Okay, uh. you, you have a bomb ready to light and throw when you're ready. Yeah, Okay. Um, I'm going to hold the action of actually <coughs> throwing it until yeah. I think I can get enough yeah. of them in a blast. Okay, you've got the match ready. Yeah. You're just, yeah you're holding I guess it. you'd have to do it on the way down to the market. Yeah. Maybe. So you're dropping down to the market. Okay, give me... They're not near the market, are they? Uh, That's not where they're I mean, They are converging on the last place anyone saw you, which was over the canal. Okay. Uh, so whether they've seen you getting down to the market is a different question. So uh, give me two checks. Give me a stealth check for descending to the market. And then at your choice, either a stealth or a deception check uh, for trying to lose them in the market. Is that oh, all of us, or um, just if we want? I mean, the stealth check has to be Celestia. Yeah, stealth is ten. Sorry. Ten for stealth. Okay. Okay. Um, and yeah, causing you see that they uh, that one of them seems to have spotted you landing, uh, touch the side of their helmet. They begin. They change their course. Begin heading towards the market. And then yeah, can I have everyone give me either a stealth or deception check? Um, Depending on your choice of how you Delph is better for me. Deception. <laughs> I'm trying to remove what my cloak does. Uh, okay, advantage. I'll go oh, actually, yeah, if it's stealth, I have advantage because boots love and kind. 11. 11? Um, I don't get disadvantage to deception, do no, I? No, you don't. 19. Okay. Um, that's an 18. 19, and it's 18 disadvantage to see me. Okay. So, as they, uh, as they continue to converge in. How many are there? Uh, there are a total of five groups heading towards your location. Fucking hell. Five stars. At one point, uh, at one point, Corzin actually, as you're trying to blurn your way in, Corzin just grabs you by the coat and drags you down uh, to his uh, to his level. And just at that moment, like you can see, they're kind of working their way through the crowd now. They've hit the market from all different sides and are kind of scanning, pushing people aside. But it's just enough that, that as one of their heads is turning, they, they miss you and you're able to scurry forwards to the edge of the market. Uh, of the market. You're able to slip around them uh, and make it out of the Glazer's Quarter. Uh, you've made it towards into the Duke's Ward, to, heading towards Castle Square Market now. Uh, you're still on right. foot. But they've not seen otherwise. us. No one's seen They seem to have lost okay. you. Uh, is there, okay, any, is the there ship? anyone around? The ship is in Cypress Keep. Uh, yes, there are still a few people going around. Is, it's are there evening, any beggars? It's not night. 
yes, uh, there are there are some uh, there there are a handful of beggars here. Can I go uh, and talk there's... to a better beggar really quickly? Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, you can. You find an old-looking, uh, haggard man. Uh, uh, <laughs> Would you do me a favour for thirty gold? A really weird favour. Uh, it's not creepy, it's just weird. Do I have to take my pants no. off? No! <laughs> Definitely not! <laughs> what? <laughs> no! Well, no, I mean, if I don't have to take my pants off, sure! <laughs> Will you fly away that way? And I point the way we've just come from. If I cast a spell to let you fly. Okay, you give me the drugs and I'll do the flying. I cast oh, fly on him. Give him he holds his hand out for the money. The he takes the gold. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> do! And he and he makes he, he jokingly puts out one arm and and jumps into the air and see and starts screaming when he realizes he can actually. <laughs> fly. Oh God, Robbie taking fly was a good decision. Witches! Witches! Let's keep flying, and we run the other way. <laughs> There's a witch here! There's a witch here! Okay, well, let's see. Um, okay, well, they, yeah, um, Corzin, you're keeping an eye back and you notice one of the groups of the avant-garde in the Glazer's Quarter market, Glazer's Market, point, uh, uh, seems to, well, they don't point, none of them point, but he looks up, touches the side of his helmet, and they begin heading in that direction. Okay. Oh, um, shit, I, run, they... run! <laughs> Let's just run. <laughs> just How run. Just run to the ship. They? Just go, please. Okay, so you make your uh, uh, as you uh, you find yourselves. Uh, you quickly scurry. I look uh, to see if any of them see where we are going because I don't want them to see where we're going to the ship. And none of those ones seem to see going to the ship. You do find one other group heading to, through the Saints Market the other way, but you're able to slip round the side of the building, and they and they both travel past you. Uh, but yeah, as this is happening, the pair of you, like the three of you, quickly make your way out. You head up through Skyrus across uh, Cyprus, across Victor's Canal, uh, and onto the waiting. Uh, and you find there the Charlie's Regret, the Sloop of War is waiting. You can see. I run at it. below. Yeah, as you run up to it, uh, you can see Vig is smoking a pipe. Well, it is good to see the three of you. You're actually the last few people we were. Are we going? For. Can we go now? Uh, he looks you up and down for a moment. Seems fun. Uh, all right, uh, roll up the gangplank. That's as good as it's going to get. I go below. <laughs> you go straight okay. below. Do any of you stay above? I would above like to there? stay above and see oh. if I can see the man flying. Uh, <laughs> give me a perception check. Has it been nearly ten minutes yet? <laughs> it's definitely it's not nearly ten minutes. minutes. Um, perception. That's a fifteen. You can see him. He's now this figure floating and flying in little circles over the central castle. Oh god, that's He's and the ten minutes elapses and he falls about fifteen feet onto the castle roof. You just hear this very faint. Oh, before scrambling <laughs> and he's now just gripping to this reef terrified <laughs> I was so worried he was going to fall to his death Bobby <laughs> 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 shot out of the air Bobby yeah. oh, oh. used a skeet yes uh, 
Uh, when I thought about what would happen this episode, I did not picture a homeless no. man flying through the air screaming about witches. That was not, <laughs> a, that was not an eventuality that came into my mind, if this I'm honest. This is the high-quality entertainment we've come to expect from Phil and the Fireballs. At least I gave so them the, lots of gold. <laughs> as, the, as the ship makes its way, the, the ship prepares up, out, it, uh, you know, it's, it, it's carefully uh, you know, tugged out of dock and begins to make it sail away out of the quay. And just as it's making its way out, Scamp, because you're on deck and keeping an eye, you see about a, a dozen of the Ebon Guard rushing towards the quay just as the ship uh, turns along the, along the canal and sails on out uh, into the bay and beyond crosswater. Mm. The, the the and yeah, these these tiny black figures are sort of staring after the ship as it goes. Mm. But I light up a pipe and swig whiskey at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but with that, the ship you've, the ship makes its way, it catches a frustratingly light wind. And through the grim evening ahead, sails off into the Viridian Bay, on towards Midmere. And... You know what? <coughs> With that, we'll find out how this continues after the break. Well... I'll see you all, we'll hear you all shortly after these, no doubt, important messages. And now a word from our friends at Cheaper by the Dungeon. Hey everybody, it is Seth, the DM for Cheaper by the Dungeon, and we are a D&D 5th edition podcast. Uh, our whole deal for our campaign currently is kind of treasure hunter themed. Uh, the players Normandy, Zippy, and Darian are looking for a grand treasure. But at the same time, they'll probably screw it up and do whatever they want and become like farmers or something. Uh, either way, it'll be a fun time. You can find us anywhere you get your podcast, which is like Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, any other ones I'm missing, which is probably a lot. But anyways, we just like to have fun, hang out, and... Uh, screw up my DMing and plans. So so if you like that, tune in. Uh, we release every kind of other Tuesday. So hopefully uh, come in and check our show out. Thanks, everybody. Good afternoon. My name is Mr. Wafkins. I enjoy many fine things such as meat, bones, and podcasts. Therefore, I would recommend flintlocks and fireballs. You should like, share, rate, and subscribe to it. Woof. And welcome back. So, before we move on, about uh, five, ten minutes later as you're watching Crosswater disappearing further and further away, Causing uh, you and you as well, if you wish, Scamp, uh, make your way downstairs. Sure. Uh, <laughs> as soon as to, I know the man's not dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, Celestia. Celestia, where are you? Um, somewhere I can hide. Okay. You find Celestia. Uh, Celestia? What? You Hello. find Celestia in the galley. Okay. Cl- clutching a bowl of whiskey and looking like bad. <laughs> yeah. 
Corzin uh, descends the uh, the steps to the galley, and um, is there anyone else in there? Uh, there's a, I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a couple of sailors getting a bit of lo a last bit to eat um, before they head off. But it, the galley's fairly deserted, so you're able to find a private quarter. All right. I sit down next to uh, Celestia, and say, "Well, you'll be pleased to know they can't fly." That's good. Did they see where we were going? I think they were distracted by the flying man going the other way. Broadly speaking, away from them, but they have no idea where we're actually headed. Did they see us get on the ship, is my point? Not that Don't we think of. so. They didn't arrive Wait, until after no. we'd gone. They saw a ship going. Yeah. Did, they did, did they? You don't know. Okay, cool. Uh, scamp, you saw what you saw. I wouldn't be surprised if they make the connection. Shit. But they might not know. They might be guessing. You are at least aware that uh, Captain Brandy does not make a habit of recording his next planned destination with the port authorities. Well, I relay this information and say, so they're going to have to do some digging and if they even make the connection that it was us. Good. That's good. But Celestia, yes. they recognised you. Is there some law against uh, drow being on the surface? Not in general, no. So they recognised you specifically? I don't know if they recognise me or not. Would they want to talk to any drow they saw? DM, would they, genuinely? Like, I'm not sure, out of character. <coughs> Um, from what you know about the way they operate and their likely motivations, uh, they very would likely, you believe, they would at the very least have wanted to talk to you. For what? Uh, for the purposes you fear, if, you know, even if they weren't sure, they would at least want to talk and maybe detain you whilst they asked uh, asked higher up the chain of command, as it were, for confirmation. Oh, because they have suspicions? Yes. Okay. So they might have, as it were, a general indication to look right. and have wanted to detain anyone just in case. Because ah. it would be, if they were, if it was, if they weren't, the, if they weren't, you know, wanted for the reasons you might be, it would be an embarrassing... It would be an embarrassment and an inconvenience, but it's the sort of thing that could be paid off with a certain amount of money and apology. Mm. Hmm. And it would be worth it for the purposes of trying of to... checking. Yeah, of checking. Okay. I don't know if they knew it was me, but I imagine they might have been checking. And as soon as you ran or tried to not talk to them... Yeah, that probably didn't help... Has this got anything to do with the, uh, with Leah? Yeah, sort of. Is it something you want to talk about or something you don't want to talk about? Um. Because Eva's fine. It's a lot. <laughs> We've got two and a half days. But if you need more time than that, no pressure. 
Basically, they want me because I left when I shouldn't have done. That's the short of it. Left what? The Underdark. Oh, not anything more specific than that. Sort of more specific, but... I left my family home when I shouldn't have done. Hmm. Well... I don't recall seeing any in Meadmere before. That's good. I mean, it depends where they're stationed. They could be stationed anywhere, that's the thing with them. They're employed by, you know, high up anyone, Mm. really. Um, I imagine the message about me is from the place that they were trained, which is where I'm from. Were you going to be one of the Ebengard at some point? Not exactly, um, but I did train with them for seven years at one point in my that's family. A that's really sort of a long time. It is a really long time uh, in my family. If you're, you know, one of the one of the children, you're required to. I see. Um, so I wasn't destined for Ebengard, I was destined for higher up things. <laughs> But, um... Clerical duties. Yeah. As in magic or paperwork? Clerical has two meanings. <laughs> <laughs> magic. Mm. Magic, okay, that makes more sense. I was the one with the magic. So... Um... But yeah, no, I, I trained with them for a long time. I didn't know any of those ones, but there are a lot. They train them every year. About how many do they train a year? A hundred? Five hundred. Five hundred a year, sorry. Um, they train about five hundred a year, so those ones weren't from mine, but even if they were from mine, pff, I wouldn't have necessarily known them. Okay. But yeah, my, my family trains those soldiers. Right. Well, for the moment, what they're left with is a mystery. A lot of what-ifs. Yeah. I mean, I think they're going to know it was me. <coughs> you specifically. If it wasn't me, why the fuck would I have flown away? If I was a random drow on the surface, I probably would have been quite charmed to meet them. Would Unless you were another drow who's done something wrong. Well, quite, yeah. There's lots of you, surely, who have done something bad. Probably. I mean... I did something very bad. <laughs> so, yeah... We all do bad things. I bribed a homeless man and made him fly. It was very uh, funny. It was not good though, was it? <laughs> but we it could was... have shot him down. <laughs> but it was bloody funny. <laughs> I feel really bad about that. I'm sorry to both of you. What's done is done. No one got hurt, miraculously. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of them's going to have a bit of an embarrassing uh, dressing down by his superiors, I imagine. <laughs> the other is going to... Um, Be paralysed for 24 hours. Yeah. Whoops. Okay, oh, so maybe shit. some people got hurt. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, depending on how... They won't be kept on. Hmm. Well, look. Even if they're uh, just going to summarily execute them, they, that takes time. Time that we have to get further away. And they don't know where we're going. Unless, I mean, do they have any means of... Um, of following us, tracking us, or scrying on us? I mean, they've, they've got everything. Not tracking me specifically. Like, that's not a thing that they have, but there's no reason they wouldn't have scrying. Hmm. Because they've got money. And there are right. magic users down there. Well, there's Better nothing we can do me. about that. Unless there's no. no reason they'd have done it. They would have done it before now if it was something they were willing to do easily. I mean, they might have already done it. But, you know, Scrying's limited. You don't know where somebody is that easily. Yeah. Yes, and we're on our way to... Where are we going? Where are we? <laughs> Pick a place we're not going. I don't know the world map. <laughs> You're going I can't going. even lie. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to Scarrell's Cove. That's we are. Scarrell's, Scarrell's Cove. Cove. On our way to Scarrell's Cove. <laughs> I think we fooled them. I think we have. They'll never know. Cestia <laughs> <laughs> sticks a finger up and holds it into the air swearing flipping yeah. the bird just in case <laughs> yeah that's fair enough <laughs> um thanks to both of you we've gone past the point where um we can't not share our own uh particular dangers anymore yeah. Like we're going to uh, where we're going to because amongst other things there's a very good prize there but there's also something there that uh, you very much want. Yeah. Question is whether she'll want me. We'll have to see. Celestia. Would it be fair to say that you're the reason she is on that boat? Yeah, that would be 100% fair. Then we get her off the boat, and what happens after that happens, but yeah. you'll have righted or wrong. Either way, we'll undo that. Causing is contemplative for a moment. And he says, traveling with you as I have done, I would be willing to bet that was probably one of the hardest things you've ever had to do. Yeah. Harder than seven years of training with the Ebengard. Well, which incidentally they weren't called down there we were just like unit 37 or something but, but well, yeah much harder well we're gonna 
do what we can and no matter what happens your problem is now our problem now oh don't say that you'll regret it <laughs> won't did you see them? It's the way of Did the world. Did you see that ten minutes ago? What are our options? Leave you to it? We can't do that. No. We wouldn't They'd kill do you, that. wouldn't they? I just don't think I'd forgive myself if I got either of you taken in by them. Do you think we'd forgive ourselves if we walked away from you? No, and I wouldn't walk away from you either. I get it. There you are, then. You're stuck with us. <laughs> I put my arm around, but my arms around both of you and just pull you in for a really awkward high yeah. difference hug. <laughs> Causing really returns one. it, <laughs> and uh, he says, "I told you, I know what it's like to lose someone who's close to you. Yeah, and to feel like it's your fault. Oh, there's no feel like in this situation. I know." This isn't like a like a trauma self blame thing. Like this was me. Hmm. And as you're holding each other, you hear a voice pipe up from elsewhere in the galley. Oh, is this sort of a hugging time? And you peel over, and you can see Fighty has apparently charted passage again. Hmm. Uh, oh no, not carry- you again! <laughs> <laughs> no. And is carrying a uh, is carrying his large sort of you know, dressmaker's bag. I mean, you can have a hug if you want one. I don't mind. I feel like this might be an internal thing. Um, sorry, I heard we were you, we were all heading off to uh, Meadmere. Thought I'd find out a little bit about the fashions there at the moment. Um, <laughs> Good. It's rather convenient you. I thought you were setting up shop in uh, Crosswater. Yeah. Uh, I stick around a place for a couple of weeks. I get bored. You know how it is. Not enough fights. Plenty of fights, but I pretty much There's exhausted... Lots of fights. <laughs> I, I pretty much exhausted the high fashion district. And, you know, I'm thinking maybe I'll travel around, meet me for a bit, go head my way to Syria, and maybe, maybe try, try out Suli and Haikatir for a while. That sort of thing. Mm. Um, <clears throat> You... And he points to you, Celestia. Uh, we're going to commission me to make you some dresses or something. I was not dresses. I don't do dresses. But I have some Suits? ideas. Yes. All right. Well, you see me in the cabin when you got some time. We'll have words about that. Mm. Excellent. Also, fighting, just out of curiosity, what's the biggest garment you've ever made? <sighs> I'm not going to lie. That was a doozy. Uh, that one was a captain's uniform for a hill giant. Bloody hell. Whoa. Mm. Uh, w- would Corson know roughly how big a hill giant is? Uh, so so you're three foot. You're about half the size of a human, appropriately. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you're less than three foot. The average self in size is three foot. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so a hill giant is about five times your size okay so you know about twice human size like 12 foot 13 foot tall all right yeah 
pretty broad-shouldered. You must... That must have been like you were stitching a mainsail. Pretty similar to that, yes. I've got to say, the decorative stitching was the hard, was the harder part. There was just so much of it to do. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Well, you're a man of many talents. That's what I am. Well, I'm a man of three talents, but I'm pretty talented at them. You're pretty fucking good at them, mate. Mm. <clears throat> right, well, uh, you're all clearly having a moment. Um, we'll see you around, ship, I'm sure. Come to you with some sketches later. <laughs> Please do. And he uh, gives you an awkward nod and picks up a, it picks up someone's drink <laughs> and leaves. It's like one of the rum ration tots that's yeah. just been left. <laughs> it's not been left. The sailor kind of looks up. What? But and his friend sort of taps him on the shoulder. No, oh, that's the, that's that. No, oh, bloody hell! <laughs> Smartest decision you ever made, friend. Oh yes. <laughs> Coulson's going to uh, turn back around to uh, Celestia and say Now I know you're probably feeling pretty shit right now <laughs> to put it mildly This just giggles weakly But uh, and he puts his hand on uh, the whiskey bottle that's in front of her doesn't move it but he uh, says after you finish this one Lay off. You're gonna need to be in uh, the best possible condition in order if we're gonna do what well, we need to do. I'm not drinking when we get to midnight, John. Right. Well, you know, not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> not like I have been last couple of days. Two days is a long fucking time. Good, because I've seen. Um, I've seen people. Uh, do themselves in on this. Okay. And it would be extremely remiss of me if I allowed you to do that. Don't worry, darling. I've lost her once on completely my fault. Um, not going to lose her again because of whiskey. Right, you are then. And uh, he. Uh, pours himself a um, uh, a small uh, shot of rum and says, I'll drink to that. Cheers. She does then take a big swig of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> the three of you are soon enough assigned to the various tasks around ship. Mm -hmm. And the journey does take the better part of two days, largely owing to bad weather. On the second night, so the night of the 5th of First Flurries, Celestia you actually get assigned to Crow's Nest duty. Okay. Um, and it's a... Uh, just give me a perception check actually. It's like a bit faster on watch. Um, <laughs> three? You spot four. a really large bird at one point. But it's, oh no, it's uh, four. Alright, it's a really large bird at one point, uh, flying off in broadly the direction you're travelling, but there don't seem to be a lot. You know, you're keeping an eye out for Harris Hawks, and the, 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 no, the, there isn't like a pack of them. They're just 
flies on off, off on its way. <laughs> There's this giant silver disc in the sky. <laughs> oh, what's dead? Yeah. <laughs> the perception that low. <laughs> Um, There's a hole in the sky. <laughs> there is actually a hole in the cloud cover uh, through which the moon briefly shines. Okay. Um, <laughs> and yeah, for a brief time, the crow's nest is illuminated and it's faintly sort of silvery light. Okay. I'm going to. You're, st- you're still every now and again throwing up. <laughs> Every now and again, oh, do I still throw up? It's it's getting less. It's getting still less. You feel like fucking you feel so like sick. a little bit more. You you might be you might you might finally put this to bed, but it's not quite done yet. Oh god! <laughs> yeah. But the, the, but there I you the, the the stretch between vomit sessions is now stretching out to hours at a time. Yeah. Are you writing uh, writing the vomit song reprise? Yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. Sorry. <laughs> less as you, vomiting. As song. you find yourself, um, <laughs> you find yourself sitting up top. The various forms of the small spirits just flickering along the uh, guardrail of the uh, crow's nest. Okay, I'm gonna gather them all together into a little ball. <laughs> so it's sort of rainbowy, purpley mm-hmm. mess thing. And um, on an impulse, I'm gonna speak into it. Um, because I, I guess maybe I just get an instinct that someone will hear and I say the earth you can hear me I'm coming I love you I'm sorry she said she'd kill me and she'd kill you and the moment you reach kill me you feel a quivering in the uh, in, in the ball and you feel that's it that's all that they can take and you just feel a buzzing like a, like a yeah. I kiss it and like make a throwing motion mm-hmm. and in my head there's a little pulse of light sort of thing and there is is the small spirit sort of flick to the side and then seem to merge for a moment with the rainbow spirit and it flickers off and there's just this stream of rainbow into the night I watch it go you wait thirty seconds pass a minute Two minutes. And this ribbon of rainbow light flickers back over the horizon and coils for a moment in front of you. And you can just hear just soft breathing coming from it. Chase me. I am never going back. 
Professor Gents. spell. Yeah. So I'm going to gather it up again. I'm going to send back I would never ask you to. The light. Sorry. Just that. Something else. The light flickers away and after a few moments it flickers back. And this one is just silence. The watch ends. And you return to your bunk. And night turns to day. The rest of the day passes without incident. There's less wind than you'd like, but over the course of time, you find yourself moving closer towards Meadmere, traveling along the coast towards the end of it, seeing the small farms scattered along the edges still growing what winter crops they can. Turnips, winter cabbages, sprouts, that sort of thing. And over the course of the day, <clears throat> a mist descends and turns in time to fog. But the sky grows clear. And you approach where it's what? The sky above is clear when you arrive, dotted with the first stars of evening. Fog dominates the shoreline, leaving the setting sun a diffuse yellow glow on the horizon, spreading out to a rust orange and a faded rose, and then to the cold blue of the darkening sky above. There is little to no breeze, but the cold air cuts those of you on the ship's deck to the bone. Frost rhymes along the ship's railings, and as the port hoves slowly into view, you can see that everything is covered in a thick layer of snow. The silhouettes of the townhouses cluster around the harbour, almost none of them greater than two storeys in height, even the Dockland warehouses. One exception is the fortified lighthouse whose tower spears up through the fog, a chill light from the mirrored watchfire guiding ships to dock. The lower half of the fort is built from heavy brick, surrounded by a high wall with gun ports facing out towards the sea. The other tall structure is set further back from the town proper, only becoming visible as the regret draws into dock. What seems to be an ancient fort of weathered black rock rises on a hill overlooking the town, 
although it appears to have received recent repairs. Sections of the ruin have been filled in by rough wooden scaffolding, including the massive hole in the, in the domed roof. The town itself seems mired in a cold, dank depression. As the ship pulls into port and cargo begins to be unloaded off just a few small things and supplies that need to be uh, make their way here, you get a chance to see the people of the dock uh, itself. They seem to be a mix of halflings and humans, and they're garbed in thick coats of wool or fur. Undyed, so off-white, grey and black, occasionally brown, and they seem to huddle together in small, tight-knit groups, moving quickly from place to place. Many of them wear scarves over their mouths and noses. Those with the most colour are the soldiers, who are regularly encountered in groups of four to six, almost always human, and garbed in thick, forest green wool greatcoats with shakos, a type of cylindrical hat made from black fur. Unusually for soldiers, they too have their scarves pulled up around their mouth and nose. People are avoiding them, especially the handful of ragged beggars who keep to the side streets out of their way. There's one haggard old man with a rasping cough who moves too close to one of the parties, and is roughly shoved out of the way by a soldier, leaving him to uh, stumble back and then shuffle off towards a small, very sort of pockmarked and scarred-looking beggar girl who leads him quickly away. A handful of the other poverty-stricken uh, souls here will uh, kind of, they just glance at the incident and they barely react, save to give the soldiers even more space on their patrol. As you look up at the thick timbered houses, you can see that most of them have their wooden window shutters closed, and a large number of them have large white crosses scratched in chalk over their doors. Every now and again you spot thick-coated figures with thick leather doctor's bags being escorted to and from these houses by pairs of, sh of soldiers. At one house, a pair of thickly covered women with heavy gloves drag a cart in front of the door and make their way in, returning a short time later with a shrouded body, which they lay in the cart before dragging it away. Once or twice you hear the sound of just a muffled, keening scream which lasts for a few seconds before dying away, coming from within the houses. As this is happening, the uh, uh, as you as you uh, as uh, as you notice all this, uh, V, who has put on a thick coat of his own, sort of folds his arms. <sighs> Meadmir is such a depressing place. Yeah, it looks it. <sighs> Isn't this uh, where you hail from originally? <laughs> Let's just say I spent a lot of time here when I was a kid. Picked up a sort, picked up the uh, accent. Hmm. It would be more accurate to say that I spent that I grew up on the ship. <laughs> mm, not that those were the best of times. Still, though, hopefully, if all goes well, we shouldn't have too much need of your services during shore leave. 
The uh, special guest will be remaining aboard ship with the guard. I'll be keeping an eye on that. I might uh, occasionally need you to stand the watch, but otherwise you've got pretty free reign. We'll be uh, having someone make contact with um, the escrow people here, so they can send off the necessary messages, make sure that uh, ransom can be properly arranged. Once it has been, we drop the girl and her party off, get the money and we'll be well shot of this place. I don't like the look of all those crosses. How long do you reckon all that'll take? Who knows? Three days tops, I reckon. Right-o. Um, it's that wailing sickness, isn't it? It was in the papers. Oh, yeah. Do you remember? It was in the paper they said the wailing sickness in Meadmint. <coughs> the wailing sickness, yeah. Would Corson know very much about that? Make a medicine check. Mm. That's... 13. You've heard of it? Um, it's a rare sort of disease, uh, not that common, uh, usually found around marshy areas, which, um, there aren't actually that many marshes around these parts. Mm. Uh, this is a uh, fairly kind of like dry, well, not dryish, but, you know, firm coastal rather than marshy coastal with forested right. areas. Um, does, as far as you can tell from what you remember, it's pretty virulent. Mm has a quite a high mortality rate um supposedly spreads from what you've heard tell because you've not encountered this before apparently it spreads through the screams of those affected who periodically just let out this these keening wails um it's unclear whether it's in pain or just a an automatic response to the mm. sickness um from what you know about, you know, you know a couple of things about infectious disease and you're slightly uncertain about that, but you do know that the proper procedure is usually to, to isolate quarantine and quarantine cases as mm. quickly as you can, usually. And there are some countermeasures and judging from the scarves around the mouths and noses, it looks like someone is actually um, telling people what they need to know to try and stay moderately protected. The last uh, sort of infectious diseases that uh, you knew about, people were trying to stop, you know, we're, we're just hoping that cloves and roses uh, would keep it away, and it resulted in the whole, in half the town getting sick. Mm. What time of day is it? Uh, it is evening. Okay. So it, took, it took longer than you'd like to get here. Is it obvious uh, that there is another um, looking around ship in the bay? Looking around... There are a couple of there's a couple there's a couple of uh, of merchant ships, a few fish a num a large number of fishing boats. No ship with red sails, although you know you're not necessarily expecting it to have the sails up. But nothing that would look like nothing with enough cannons to really peg as a warship or a or a pirate. I see. Were they heading here though? They were, when you got the message four days ago, they, they were, were already here. here. They were mm -hmm. already here. Oh, shit. If that's in character, it just says that. <laughs> yeah, when you look around and realise. What is it? 
None of these ships have enough cannons. Well, we don't even really know what we're looking for yet. Yeah, it's they might be disguising ship. them. They could be. I wouldn't want to go into town and maybe advertise, look at me, I'm a big pirate ship. True. How would we know? How would we know? How would we know which one it was? Is there any way we could know? We've got to poke around a bit. <sighs> hey, if one of these ships arrived within the last four days... To start. Scamp's right, though. I don't see uh, uh, pirates or slavers uh, wanting to advertise their presence. Out of character, would slavery be legal in Meadman? Ah, uh, this is something you might know, actually. Give me a history check to see how I much you know. I would. Okay. I know I might, actually. You might. Give I me probably a history would. Check. Yeah, because slavery. History. Ah, Ten. Nine. <laughs> uh, you're not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Causing, however, uh, you do know that um, slavery per se is not legal. Uh, now, granted, they're not in the habit of raiding slave ships that stop here for supplies and freeing their passengers. Mm. Uh, they seem to respect, as it were, the property of other nations. Right. Uh, but the Mibirish do not practice slavery they practice serfdom. Oh, okay. Uh, so indentured servitude. Sort yeah, of they they, yeah. they they practice a you know you're not slaves, but you are tied to the land, and so are your children yeah. and their children. Yeah, you belong right. to the land rather than a person. Right. Yeah, and whoever owns the land is your is your lord. Right. Um, and yeah, the local graphs uh, kind of control the land, and so the people. Right. But they aren't in the business of slave trading. Hmm. and yeah generally you would know that slave ships that you would dock here wouldn't really make a song and dance about it yeah because they're not going to do much custom here if they're stopping if they stopped here they'd be stopping here to get bring on supplies Mm -hmm. uh you don't know whether it's entirely possible there may be a black market slave trade but that's not something you'd know about fair enough uh corson is going to um pack everything together that he uh had or that he bought in uh, in Crosswater, and with the uh, with the first officer's permission, he is going to uh, go ashore. I'm going to come to you. Okay, scan. Yeah. yeah. Um, Three of you head out. Before I go, though, if yes, I don't this is something my... very important that I yeah, this is something very important because up until this point, you you know it's been foggy. You've been on board the ship. How are you leaving the ship, Scamp? I'm going to talk to Celestia before I go and just yeah. ask if I don't wear my cloak is it going to make life hard for you? I don't know. No harder than it already is, I'll wager. Not necessarily. I think that's your decision. Us. True, I don't want to there aren't it, any... There but aren't this any. is important. Horrible drow fuckheads here, as far as I'm aware. Drow don't mind me, it's everyone else. Well, I'll fucking murder anyone who throws rocks at you, darling. Absolutely. This is important, though. I don't want to mess this up for you. Oh, 
You're so sweet. Susan, what do you think? I don't know that they'd have uh, much truck with, uh, with Scamp just simply because of there was a very specific problem they had with a tiefling about 500 years ago here. So it might be particularly bad. Alderoy. Oh, uh, I'm actually, this is an important thing to correct you on, actually. I yeah. say Alderoy wasn't a tiefling. He was a sorcerer. Ah, uh, okay. But uh, he was human. Ah, okay, no, sorry, that was, that was yeah. an out-of-character mistake. Corson would yeah. know that. Yeah, it happens, yep. don't worry. Alright. In which case, then... In which case, then, Corson would say... I don't know that you're going to have any, mu any much more problem here than you would anywhere else. And it's not saying much, though, on the surface, is it? Everybody's a fucking idiot. Well... Sorry, was here. that... was. Did I did I do the thing? Where no, that's that... that's fair. <laughs> okay, cool. Just checking it wasn't one of those stupid moments I have. Um, Good for thinking of it, though. I only meant everybody's mean to tieflings. Yeah, and. Uh... But this is important <laughs> right now, and I don't want to fuck it up for you. It is, but you being you is also important. <laughs> But there's no time scale on that. I can be me forever. Maybe just while we talk to the harbour master. I can do that. Just, you know, so we get in. I can do that. I don't know if they'll talk to me with you there because they're all cunts. I assume that... Vigor, the captain, will have already spoken to them. Maybe. Have they been off yet? You've just arrived. Uh, and in fact, uh, Captain Brandy is already, you can see, is getting up and getting ready to move off and talk to the uh, head towards the right. master's office. Might as well let him do it then. Why not? But if we're going to be snooping around the ships, maybe being bright pink and isn't the best thing to be. Is there some other way you can disguise yourself? Not to, like, disguise what you are, but just who you are. I well, we don't think who you are would matter, would it? Nah. Alright, no. If we're going to be damned, we're going to be damned for who we really are. Yeah. I don't want to ask you to do that anymore. No. But at, at the end of the day, it's, it's your choice. I'll keep it on for now. Okay. Just till we know what we're facing. I'm sorry. There's a place we can go that I know you'll definitely be safe. Is that we need to be all shady and looking at ships. Maybe let's not bring the prejudices yeah. with us. Should we, um, should we try and catch Brandy before he talks to that harbour master? Uh, Brandy is kind of making his way off the ship at this moment, so it's very easy to do. Brandy? Ah. Captain, sorry. Um, yeah, right, good. You remember that? Sorry, I'm a bit fraught at the moment. Um, right. Would you mind asking the harbour master if there are any ships that got in four days ago? Sure. Thank you. 
And uh, uh, and Brandy gives you a nod, heads off towards the Harbour Master's office. All right. I take a, uh, a moment while uh, while he's doing that to look up at the uh, the night sky. Is it? Is there a lot of cloud cover, or? Uh, there's there's actually a clear sky. There's just all the fog. Okay. I point out to uh, uh, to Scamp. Yeah. See that one right up there? It's uh, that's the one that they call the boar. And often, um, way back along, ancient halfling sailors used to use that to navigate. So they could find uh, where West was, and if West was, they knew where uh, West was. They knew where all the other points were. That doesn't um, look a fucking thing like a boar, darling. Yeah. Well, they always say you can ride the boar home. <laughs> that sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go and ride the boar home. <laughs> he sort of squints at you like, what else would it mean? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm a mess right now. <laughs> just ignore me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, is Brandy back yet? Um, I'll say if you wait, if you wait on the ship, uh, Brandy just takes, for a few minutes. Yeah, Brandy takes about twenty-five minutes. Uh, I, as he's coming back, uh, he goes, "Oh, you're still here, are you?" Um, uh, all the ships that are here, uh, earliest one arrived about three days ago, the Mary Elizabeth. Uh, but uh, there was one ship that arrived uh, f- uh, that arrived five days ago. Uh, left two days ago. That was the Hesperidia. Uh, that's the only one that would uh, fit in terms of ships that arrived four days ago. Right. Hmm. Okay. okay. We'll better go and check out the Mary Elizabeth at the very least. What? Hmm? Uh, the Mary Elizabeth, he said, arrived three days ago. Oh, okay. So, so not quite right. Oh, okay. It was here four days ago. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't suppose he said where it was going, did he? So uh, says with absolutely no hope. South, I believe, was looking toward going uh, towards Cairnon via uh, Thrym. Thought we'd uh, check, me. check the information just to be sure. Right. Something about this doesn't add up. What? What doesn't add up? If it was here four days ago. And he's now saying that uh, no ship arrived four days ago. Well, it arrived five days ago, so therefore it was here four days ago, and it mm. left two days ago, so it was here when they said it was here. Mm. We've missed her again. That's what's happened. Causing. Cool, yeah. No, no. I was, just took it. I was going to see whether you need a navigator's check, but... If they were heading towards, because of the way the Bay of Viridian is set, I was going to say, like, wouldn't they have passed us if they left? Uh... You still need to, you need to go kind of opposite the way to Crosswater to get out of the Bay of Viridian. But once you're out of the Bay, the Viridian Bay, you then carry or you, know, you you would then yeah you would then go back like in the way that would go via Borwick's Bay. Right. So um, make a nav yeah make a navigation check. So I'll, I'll use my navigator's tools because yeah. I haven't in a while. Yeah. I don't suppose I can help to any capacity, uh, can I? No, you don't really possess enough <laughs> knowledge of so. sea charts to help with this. <laughs> this would be wisdom based, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay, that's a 
15. Alright. Uh, wait, hang on. No, no, I've got my prof bonus, so that's actually an 18. I mean, it's conceivable, but... If a ship, the next stop along the way, heading towards, you know, heading to back to over towards Thrive, which required going via Wending, um, would be Borwick's Bay, and that would that would be a sensible shoot, uh, uh, yeah. And you would kind of make it go if you were going to stop, you'd go directly on that route. You wouldn't have passed, but you get a lot of sight, like you know, over the horizon while you're travelling, and you didn't you feel it's like a ship heading that way might have like it's conceivable they might have stopped across water or one of the other ports along the Viridian Bay first mm. so if they were headed that way it would seem a bit strange that you hadn't seen other signs of their passage or at least of ships going that way I relay this information I said yeah, yeah. something like you, you're not sure about this it's conceivable they could have headed off that way but something about it doesn't quite sit right with you yeah so they weren't necessarily it was not necessarily that ship that left then no like I said that that have passed us or uh, it we need to look into this further I'm not convinced that, um, that they haven't left. left yet. Maybe there's somewhere they said they weren't. Is there anywhere else they could have gone that wouldn't have passed us? Oh, there are plenty of places. Literally anywhere in the yeah. opposite direction. Um, you know, the, like if that's the, you're, you're only fairly certain that they wouldn't have taken that route to go towards Thrine and Cairnon. Mm. But there is, of course, the rest of the world to consider. <laughs> mm. I'm confused. If they, if they were heading towards... Uh, if they were heading further along the Medmerish coast, or if they were heading towards the Dragon Empire, or, you know, going to go round the Cape towards Assyria or Sul, then they would have taken a different route that wouldn't have taken you past there. Mm. Like, the only thing... Like, the, the only thing you feel even vaguely confident you can glean... Is that they're probably not going to Thrine or um, Kenon. Okay. But there are a lot of other destinations. You would need some more information to try and figure out what Would destination cause... they were going towards. But they have probably left. It's pretty. If they if they docked here, it's almost impossible to to hide a something like a frigate, which they were implied to be from the descriptions you received. So they're probably sent. not here. They're, yeah. But that uh, doesn't mean they're not near here. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any other ports really nearby? Uh, there are a couple, um, but they're smaller ones. There, there's a, there are small fishing villages. This is the main port for this area. You kind of have to go uh, up and around. Uh, Meadsmouth would be the nearest port if you were going, you know, along the Dragon Coast, north along the Dragon Coast, uh, rather than going towards, say, Borwick's Bay. Uh, or paid as March. Um, uh, uh, alternately, if they went across the Viridian Bay in a different way, they could have gone to Greyport. And that doesn't necessarily... Like, yeah, you... Right, you would need some sort of lead. Um, right. Um, if you, like, most... If they had any business with anyone in town, they would mo more, be more likely to have an idea of their... What was the name of the ship that you mentioned? Because uh, I forgot Captain it. Brandy said the Hesperidia. Mm. Um, but yes, you... I suppose it was kind of foolish to assume that they were going to 
um, go go by the Scarlet Wind. People have heard yeah. about that. Captain, is uh, he still there? Brandy's kind of already suddenly. Captain, oh, oh, yeah. Sorry to bother you. You kind of know more sea things than I do. I don't suppose you've heard the Scarlet Wind going by any other name, have you? <laughs> uh, nope. That's. Uh, I mean, you know, up until uh, you you mentioned it, I was half inclined to believe that the Scarlet Wind was uh, uh, was. Well, I mean, I, I personally am aware that that it's not a, a myth, but most people think it is. Hmm. Um, is it magic at all? I mean, it's possible they might have a ship's mage. Uh, in terms of making a whole ship mod magic. I think the Orsirians. I, I think the Orsirians tried that once, and it was so flippin' expensive that they realised it was actually cheaper to just, you know, build another twenty ships. Right. Thanks. Much cheaper to just get a mage. So yeah. they could have a mage, but the ship itself unlikely to be magic. Mm. Although if it was, oh, what a prize that'd be. Quite. Right, this is fucking ridiculous. Also, it's um, it's not um, affiliated with any um, any navy or. No, they're infamous country. pirates. So, but they probably you know they probably have black market connections. Mm. You know, if they stopped off here, it was probably to sell cargo. Um, yeah. Oh, right. I mean that that's good, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's good. That could be good. Um, yeah. Also. Um, more to the point is that if they're pirates then they might have actually had access to that uh, amount of money and had no need of spending it on more ships because a pirate ship that has the ability to disguise itself as presumably other ships regardless is going to be at a distinct advantage you remember yeah. where we um, when we were taking the Forn yeah. they saw us coming they did but the thing is, if they've dropped cargo off, we might not even be looking for that ship anymore. Possibly. If they've sold it. Should we go Possibly. for a walk then? Yes, let's go for a Maybe walk. Maybe some yeah. gambling. That was this one, wasn't it? <laughs> gambling? Isn't this the right, if I got the right town? Uh... <laughs> I leave that to you to to, to work out. But what's yes, this town the, called? Yes, it is this one. This is where it's watched. Yes, yeah, I have uh, written this down right. Yeah, I'm confused. Uh, you I, want underground you... connections? We've got them. Oh, we have. We do we have those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The bookkeeper. Yes, we do have the bookkeeper here. At the lucky cup. Yep. There's a place we've got to go first. Seems logical. All right. I really want to fly there, and I shouldn't. <laughs> Probably less conspicuous. Yeah. I, I would want imagine to fly that the everywhere. <laughs> and I'm sure you'll get your chance, but I'm uh, also sure that the local constabulary might take a dim view. <laughs> Let's go for a walk then. Okay. And I'm going to cast Mage Armor. <laughs> you cast Mage Armor? Alright. So where do we go first? Lucky Time Cup or Molly's? And are you, because you've obviously found this information now, I'm just going to double check. Scamp, are you cloaked or not cloaked? I'm going to be cloaked for the moment. Okay, cloaked for the moment. In which case, you step on. As you make your way 
a lot of people keep away, uh, like, you know, keep to themselves, but anyone who wants to make an insight check? Yes. Uh, 19. 11. 5. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few people notice Celestia. I mean, Celestia wears garish clothes. Uh, <laughs> or sometimes, you know, stunningly attractive clothes. It really varies. Mm-hmm. Um, Both, always. Yeah. Come on. Um <laughs> Yeah, they're kind of guarded looking at Celestia. There's, it seems, you get the feeling that Drow are not quite as well, like, no one's openly hostile, but there's... Wary. Yeah, there's a wariness around Drow here. Mm -hmm. It seems that uh, this is not a place they regularly do business. Okay. Uh, So, uh, it's a short trip, uh, and you know the way. Yeah. So as you make your way through a couple of the streets, you find it, uh, it's not far from dock, as sailors' inns rarely are. Uh, and again, you pass by just an occasional whale from, from a house, but you find your way to a classic halfling tavern. Uh, well, half, uh, it's not it's not just for halflings, uh, and you know for a fact that the proprietor is human, but it's there's quite a lot of halflings who go there. This is, as it were, within the more halfling quarter of the city, oh, well, of the, vill- uh, the town. There we go. Got the mm-hmm. right settlement size eventually. Um, and you approach this, uh, this kind of uh, triple-floored, oh, sorry, double-floored building, one of the few double-floored buildings, because it has... Uh, store it you know, has in spe- uh, rooms and um, there is an image uh, painted on the on, on the board of a figure stretched out on you know like it's like a, I can't remember exactly what you describe it it's like a crucifix but it's made so that you've got like four limbs and a head block and it's made from wood oh yeah yeah uh, and a figure is made out of cloth and rags is strapped to it and is on fire and actually now that you look around you do see there is a small group of children they've got some scarves wrapped up around their uh, uh, their uh, faces um and there's uh, and they kind of shuffle over seeing you causing recognizing a fellow mm-hmm. halfling because three of them are halflings yeah. there's one awkwardly you know tall human <laughs> and they are carrying a figure made out of sticks and clothes stuffed with rags uh, and uh, and bits and bobs, and they go like, uh, "Hey, uh, what, um, penny for the uh, penny for the, for the older." Corzin uh, takes out a copper piece and uh, hands it to them. Well, they grab it. Uh, thank you, sir. Um, best of luck, Regent, with you. Hope the uh, hope the, the, uh, the sickness doesn't get you. Yeah. What do you know about that? How long has that been here? Oh, it's uh, been awful. The, uh, and his voice is slightly muffled through the uh, yeah. scarf. Uh, you should keep something over your mouth and nose. That's what the doctors have been saying. Um, it's been, it's where it got into town a couple of weeks ago. Um, oh, it's, it's mostly been the worst. The last, uh, the last, it was a couple of cases now. It feels like everyone was getting it and until the doctors came and the church arrived. And, you know, they've, it's, they, they've really been doing a lot of what they can, but, you know, it's not the best. And, Oh, oh, 
Did you hear? Uh, there is they, they have a they have a cleric. They have a cleric that they that the church sent, and she can heal people. She can just heal them, but but she charges she charges for it. Um, and they get that, and so there's only a few people, and it's only the rich people and the visiting much you know, and merchants and people who save up. What church is that? It. They sound like dicks. It's the church, you know, the regent. Right. But um, you know, they've also brought a lot of doctors in. They do sound like dicks, though. Mm. They do. I'm gonna put a scarf over my face, by the way. Yeah. The bandana. Yeah. Unfold it. How many people have died? Oh, I don't know. Uh, hundreds, maybe. Fuck. It's it's the surrounding. Uh, country, you know, the, a lot of the villagers have been getting it too. Until the doctors arrived, it was spreading really quickly. Does anyone know what caused it? Uh, they say it's if you. I mean, my mama my, my said it's if you hear the screams that it goes. But the but the doctors they say no. If you keep the the scarf up, you should be fine. But you shouldn't go into the places with the exes. Oh, right, but I mean, how did it even start? Oh, um, I don't know. Um, maybe it was someone on a ship. They say like sailors sometimes bring diseases. You're not a sailor, are you? He says, looking looking at the obvious sailor get up. What gave you that idea? Well, he takes a step back. <laughs> um, yeah, we're all diseased. Oh no! Run! Ah! And they grab the older <laughs> and peg it with a with a penny. Corson <laughs> turns around to uh, Celestia <laughs> and just sort of winks at her, and I was like. <laughs> Can't believe you just did that. But all right. It was funny though, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> just on the off chance, do I recognise any of those halflings? Um, no. no okay, fine. No. Didn't think so. Like, there's one with kind of like a vaguely familiar sort of face, but you feel like maybe you know their cousin or something. You don't right. know them specifically. Fine. Okay. Um. So yeah, the you you're st- you uh, as you. Approach. You turn around, and of course, you're you're at the Burning Man Tavern. Right. Uh, <laughs> Is this the place? Yeah. And he sort of uh, <laughs> takes. Turns here and smooth his hair out. Takes a bit of a tap on the breath. shoulder. <laughs> like, mm, mm. Um, he takes a deep breath, um, draws himself up to his full height of two foot <laughs> ten. Yeah. And you know, later, we've got to go to the underworld. Yeah. No, I. We've got to do this now. So. I've just got to make sure they're all right. Yeah. And um, a he opens. Couple of hours won't hurt. Okay. A couple of hours won't make a difference. He opens the door. Okay. You open the door. Uh, there is already a bit of hubbub uh, that you can hear from the outside, and as you push it open, you find yourself looking into a crowded sailor's tavern. Uh, there is a sort of various kind of hubbub. Uh, there are people drinking, people smoking their pipes, uh, you know, halflings, humans. Uh, there's a few of the local uh, you know, townsfolk and artisans in there as well. Uh, the Burning Man's you know, pretty, uh, pretty popular. It's kind of rowdy, but you get there's kind of a generally good atmosphere to it. Um, there's a couple of you know you re- you actually do recognise a couple of the patrons people you've seen mm-hmm. from previous times you've been in. Um, there's a couple of people who stand out, and I'll get to them as we go along. The first, of course, is up at the uh, ba- at the bar. You recognise, of course, uh, old Silas, the human who owns the uh, uh, Silas Moribund, uh, the human who owns the uh, uh, the pub. Uh, he's Big, uh, bulky sort of fellow with 
bald as an egg, uh, but with big, bushy, black eyebrows, hairy, you know, all of the hair is elsewhere on his body. Mm. He's got rolled up sleeves with thick, wiry uh, black hair, forearms. Uh, he is covered in tattoos of just all different kinds. You know, some of them are, are, are like seafaring images. There's fish, there's mermaids. Some of them are just like, you know, cool looking plants. There's a couple of dragons. Mm. Um, they reach all the way up to his neck. Uh, but otherwise, he's got like really pale skin. And looking around, a lot of the Meadmirish people you've seen have quite pale skin and very, you know, very dark brown or black hair. Uh, there's almost you've not really seen anyone uh, who uh, who's blonde uh, okay. up to this point. Like it's you know, except uh, except in uh, the you know, maybe other uh, occasional visiting sailors that sort of thing. Okay, um, it's not really a common look uh, in Meadmere. Um, uh, there are you reckon uh, looking around you, you don't immediately see who you're looking for but you do see you know a couple of other barmaids and bar boys that you, boys that you know um, right. and in one corner however separated off from the rest of the group uh, from the, the kind of rowdy tavern uh, there is a, a, a lone figure uh, who is uh, looks to be a, 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 a <coughs> halfling uh, woman and uh, in uh, white uh, robes, uh, you can't really see a lot without getting any closer and looking at, uh, at them. Uh, but they, there are a couple of uh, heavy-set humans uh, in just in, in what look like gr long grey overcoats, similar to the sort of military uniforms that the uh, Meadmirish uh, soldiers were wearing. Right. These are grey. And you notice uh, they have, just on the lapels, sewn in silver, uh, in silver thread, the crown symbol of the regent. Looks like we found our cleric. Uh, she seems to be just quietly eating uh, some sort of uh, yeah, some some sort of broth or something by uh, by herself. Uh, don't yeah. But there is another chair there, uh, but it's currently unoccupied. All right, I, I get hold of one of the uh, um, serving staff and say, "Is Molly working tonight?" She blinks from it. Crazy, isn't it? And at that point, you look and you see the answer to your question is stepping out from behind the bar, uh, carrying a mug uh, that's just been you know, filled up. You can see there is a female halfling. About average height for uh, about average height, three foot two inches. Hmm. Uh, curly, bright red hair that hangs down past her shoulders. Um, she has tanned skin and freckles, and these beautiful emerald eyes. Uh, she's wearing a uh, uh, actually, you know, it's a little faded from time, but it is a blue and white dress. It's actually you know, stands out you know, with with a couple of green, green stitchings on it. It's kind of stands out compared to a lot of the relatively drab clothing about. And you know, she's smiling and she looks around and sees you, and her eyes widen, and she drops the cup and it just smashes on the ground. Well, I do would like to make an entrance. And you see that uh, Corzin has visibly softened. As this is, uh, she strides 
through the crowd who are still kind of like the moment she drops it there's the obligatory uh, that happens <laughs> <laughs> yeah it. applause <laughs> and she just does that happen she... in other countries stairways let us know yeah, yeah. Uh, and she kind of pushes away through the crowd up throughout to you stands in front of you just staring at you raises a hand to your cheek and slaps you <laughs> as hard as she oh, can oh shit oh shit you fucker you fucker who's in your well, I was the last time I looked, yeah. Although I'm not quite so sure now. Son of a bitch, you're alive! And she grabs you by the lapels and just plumps a kiss on you just as hard as she can. Okay. Uh, kind of leaning down slightly to do it. He returns it. This and continues for a good 30 seconds. This is yeah. normal. <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes people kiss, that happens. <laughs> After this is very it... long kiss, she kind of pushes you back, slaps you no! again. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure this is normal, I'll be honest. <laughs> You've not lost your right hook. You'd be glad I didn't cl close my fist. I, uh, I thought you were dead. This. She's Why did you think I was dead? Well, what am I supposed to think when you go missing from a fucking... When it turns out you're in a fucking prison and you go missing without a trace? Oh, she, uh, she looks up and seems to notice the, the pair of you. Hello. Uh, Hi. Uh, Celestia Star, that's nice to meet you. Um, we want to hear more about this hand. prison. Yeah, carry on with the prison story. <laughs> Fuck that. Look, we... Can I, can I get you... Uh, uh, Mum, uh, sir, can I, can I get you as a? D d uh, uh, what, what do you want to drink? He's paying. Yeah, she says, pointing I am. A, a finger at Corson, and then you and I, we have some words to share. Oh, we have a great deal more than that. <laughs> Absolute. She raises her hand, this time closed in a fist, and okay, grabs I... you by this collar and kisses you again. Okay. <laughs> Alright, I um uh I I continue with this one for a um a slightly longer amount of time and then I uh take out um five gold pieces and uh, uh put them actually up on the bar yeah. and I say I think you're taking the rest of the night off. At the gold. Oh fuck me! This is going. To... She she doesn't seem as overjoyed as you'd expect, but let me get them their drinks and let's get let's get 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 us both a drink and we'll find somewhere and yeah yeah. I can help Corson. Why the region? All right, look. Um, <clears throat> what are the, what are you having? Whiskey, if you've got it. Sure, whiskey. Um, you, uh, Mr. Dwarf, uh, sir. Milk, please. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, she, <laughs> uh, I'll get you your. She taps you under the shoulder. You'll know what you'll be having. Uh, right. I turned to cause him when she walked on. You're in prison. What the fuck? What the fuck did you do? What did you do to this woman? She's terrified. 
far too much to explain in one go. Right. Were you Everyone's in prison fucking with the harbour master? Was that that time, or was this another another time? That, uh, that was Crayscale. That was uh, Crayscale Isle. Is what is that one? That was yeah. the, uh, that was the uh, false one. Uh, the false one. Uh, for a crime you didn't commit. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it was a case of mistaken identity. Right. I was genuinely imprisoned for a crime that I didn't commit. And the only way do? to get out was to disguise myself. You disguised yourself? Yeah. You did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't do disguises, do you? Not of people generally, no. What did you disguise yourself as? Like a fucking rabbit or something. Like, Please say one. it was a rabbit. <laughs> no, <laughs> that would have been a little bit tricky, but there happened to be... It was a... Um, it was a place where they did a lot of hard labour. Uh-huh. Oh, did you hide in a cart or something? A dead no, person. No, I hid in a barrel. Oh, barrel. That works too. Yeah. Ah. How long for? Three days. Oh. I'd given up uh, any hope of ever going to a regular privy again. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised you're not claustrophobic. Halflings do reasonably well in small spaces, as you might have noticed. Mm. But. No, what I actually did was I managed to uh, uh, hide in the barrel and then progressively over the course of uh, several days move it when no one was looking. (laughs) (laughs) That's some super patience. With your your little feet sticking out the bottom. (laughs) Yeah, and I poked a hole in it as well. And you didn't think to drop in on her after that? I couldn't, I... At this point, uh, Molly returns with uh, a whiskey for you, Thank a you. Uh, a milk for you, which tends, which is actually warm and turns Aww. out to be a little spicy, mm-hmm. and a pair of hot spice rums. Okay. Uh, oh. Which she hands one to <laughs> you, of course. And she mm-hmm. works over to a to a corner table, puts her uh, slams her uh, hand down it, and you see there's a bunch of uh, young halfling uh, 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 you know, boys and girls there. Says, you're clear enough. We're taking this table, but do you want to f- feel my? Uh, do you want to feel my right hook? Yes, miss. <laughs> <laughs> they quickly vacate, so you, uh, and awkwardly stand by the bar. You always have a way with children. Mm. Speaking of which, that's a conversation we need to have. Do you need us to leave? Yes. Uh, you tell me, tell me what's happened first, and then I'll tell you. And some of this we're going to have to talk about on the, on the way home. Oh, fuck. Molly. It's, it's little Corzin. What? What about him? He's got the sickness. Okay, you, you see Corzin entirely deflate. But it can be healed. The We've clerics. got money, we can pay for a cleric. Yeah. There's a cleric over there. Where's he gone? She gone. It, uh, they gone. She, she uh, and she's still in the corner. She's that fucking cleric. They're charging. Great. 
Grace, you, you found. I mean, <laughs> you found your fortune. You found. How much do we? How much do you need? I'm, I'm sorry asking. to interrupt, but. I'd... Okay, so um. She's asking for two thousand gold. Shit, we don't have that much. Um. I'm gonna. There's something about that which I need to talk to you about, but I can't talk in front of these people. Uh, no, being a no offence, I get that you're friends of uh, Corazon, but... You don't know us. That's fine. It's yeah. okay. Well, I, don't, I don't know you from Frodo, you know? We'll be <laughs> we'll be with you in a minute. Yeah, we. I'm going to fuck off to the yeah. other end of the bar. I owe these people my life, Molly. Yeah, speaking of which... How the fuck are you alive? I heard you'd been locked... You didn't. Your ship came back without you on it. They left you. They told me you'd be locked up in a prison in Crayskill. So I paid to have someone take a message there, so I could find out what happened to you. And they came back, and you disappeared without a trace. And I took that to mean well. And usually, when a prisoner disappears from a place like that, it means the guards have killed him and they've dumped the body in the sea. And now you're alive. Yeah, I wasn't dead, as you probably guessed. But no shit. <sighs> Well, look. And she smacks you again. Uh, can you I feel pretty familiar <laughs> to me. Yeah. Actually, if she attempts to do that, can I attempt to dodge it? Oh, uh, yeah. In which case, I'll just let her make a, a, an attack roll. Okay. She actually overextends and falls into you. I catch her and uh, plant her respectfully back on the, uh, the chair that she's on. And I say, if you'll allow your temper to subside for just one minute, I will explain myself. So puts a drink, jams half the the rum, slams on the table, puts hands in the hips. Well, I'm waiting. All right. I managed to get out of that prison, but it wasn't easy. And the only uh, ship that was leaving it in a time that wasn't going to mean I was recaptured was not heading back for here. I couldn't risk letting uh, you know that I was uh, alive because otherwise they'd know I would have escaped and they'd have started looking for me. It was a case of mistaken identity. I was not guilty of the crime I was in prison for. You know that. <sighs> no. I mean, they told me you were guilty of piracy. At least you've not done something stupid like signed up with a privateer ship. <laughs> oh. Yeah, about that. Oh, for fuck's sake! Molly, do you have any idea... How much money I made out of the last prize. Do you have any idea how close that puts you towards me not seeing you again? Father of my child. You've said many times, Molly, I'm too fucking stubborn to die. Well, yeah, but then I was the person trying to kill you. <laughs> Didn't try hard enough then, did you? <laughs> Don't give me good cause. Fucking hell. That's uh, what my. How much money did you make? I mean, it was if it was two thousand gold. That seems a lot of problems. <laughs> it's not two thousand gold, Molly, but we're. I didn't think it would be. <laughs> we're closer to uh, the dream than we've ever been. For fuck's sake! And one of the reasons I'm back here, if if I'm right. It could mean a new life for all of us. But while those two tall folk, well, the tall folk and the, you know, slightly taller, that dwarf, are away, 
I thought you were dead for six months. Yeah, and don't you think that freaking cut me up? No, you listen not... to me. I thought you were dead for six months. I've had someone who's been... I've not done anything. I've been in mourning. But he was nice. He was polite, a proper gentleman. He... He would see, you know, he... He just talks, you know? He didn't do anything more than that. And, you know, and... Again, I thought you were dead and I didn't do anything with him. I've not laid a hand on him. I told you I've been in the morning, but he, you know, he, he, he wanted, you know, he was curious and, you know, I, I, he insists, you know, he, he didn't, when I say insisted, like he was polite about insisting. He didn't insist, but he asked if he could come back and meet little Corzin and, you know, I told him that little Corzin, he was a friend and he brought him some books and, he was very, he was very nice. He seemed, he seemed to, he seemed to like him. And, and I thought you were dead. Corson, Corson doesn't know. He thinks you're. St he, I told him there was a trouble at sea and he's been delayed. So you know that's an explanation you're gonna, not going to have to make. Thank you. I. But I when little Corson got sick last week. Last week. He's been a part of. Six days now. Merrick, um, he he made he made me an offer. He said he'd be he'd be willing to pay the two thousand gold for a guaranteed cure as a wedding gift. I haven't accepted. We needed time. Thank you. Otherwise, I am in a position now. If that's really what you want, uh, to make an honest woman out of you. Of course, I want you to make an honest woman out of me. I wanted you to make an honest woman out of me for seven years. I know. And. <sighs> Crunch it. Straight you down. understand why I couldn't, though, don't There's you? There's a little crack in the in the in the rum in the in the rum, uh, in the, in the rum uh, you know, uh, cup. It's it's not it's not a full on cause and shatter, but <laughs> is it clay? Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> she downs the rest of it. Where is he now? He's at home. He's resting. I've got him. Um, well, he's keeping an eye. I keep an eye on him as much as I could. I've got a friend who looks after him when I have to be here doing my shifts. The doctors. They brought a lot of doctors into town in the last week. They've been given a lot of good tips on how to take care of the people who can't afford the fucking curatives. This is extortion. This is no. This is an extortion. This is feckin' exploitation. You want to take that up with her? She's right there. If you don't, as long as you don't try and hit her, you know she's welcome. She's, she's feckin' talks to anyone. 
2,000 gold is far beyond the uh, means of anybody who lives in, in this town. It's not just this town, though. It's hit the whole coast. All of the surrounding villages, all of the, sur the surrounding towns, everything in quite the region. I've heard it's gone as, as much as a mo as 100 miles away. How long has this been going on? Last two weeks at most. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like it just popped up all over the place. I think I know who might be responsible for this, and I don't like it. Who? Well, I mean, I know, I know in the sense of who responsible, but there's a who? Unfortunately, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. And if they're still anywhere around here, we've got to find them. Because they've been causing all sorts of havoc in Crosswater. Okay. I've never been to cro Crosswater. I don't really get... I mean, maybe once with the company back in the day, but I don't really give a fuck about what happens in Brysol. <laughs> but if that's... if they're Wait, if they've been causing trouble there and... Oh, I can, I, Boy, your regent, Corzini. Is it going to be another crusade? Is this like with the... Kraken? No, but... I could have... I know now that... Uh, that I have a... a plan. A an actually well thought out plan and I realised that I realised relatively recently that up until now it was always just this pie in the sky idea and that that was what had been driving me and I didn't really uh, care whether or not I uh, actually survived to see it through well I do now and I'm gonna do this for you for me for little Corson and I have I have the means with which uh, to do this and by the way signing up with a privateer wasn't anywhere near the worst thing I could have done I could have you could have become an actual pirate I could have become an actual pirate I could have signed up with Harrowwood's Hounds <laughs> I could have I could have tried Frickin' wailing. I suppose there's that. Well, I guess I'm, you know, pot and kettle, I do. <laughs> Given how you met me. <laughs> <laughs> they were reputable. Privateers. There's a difference. Probably. You know, Molly, that the uh, plan has always been the next time I came back here, I was going to make you an honest woman and we were going to sail you've off said on that the last. You've said that the last 20 times you've come back. Next time I come back, you're going to make me an honest woman and we're going to sail on out of here as the captain of your own ship and I'll be your first mate. Well, you know, <laughs> if I'm not captain. Well, I know what ship we're sailing out on. There is a rise a little. Unless you're already owning it. We got... They got a bigger problem to solve. <laughs> yeah, I. I'm so sorry, Molly. I, 
I didn't know. No, and I know you couldn't have, but, but I'm and sorry. I'm I know s- you. I know you're with these friends. These people have saved your lives. I guess they're probably on that sea, on that whatever ship you're traveling on. But yeah. unless you're captain of that ship's surgeon. Oh, that's not a bad position. No, but there is going to be. <clears throat> There's going to be some uh, changes soon. I don't know if we're uh, <laughs> if I'll be staying on that ship much longer, but there's another prize I had in mind. All right, it's well, a ship that, by all accounts, should still be here, but it's elusive at the moment. All right, um, can it wait a day? Can it wait a night? Of course. Look, I, I know you've got your friends here and whatever business you have with them, you know, if you want to sort some of that out now, do, but come home with me. Of course. She leans in and kisses you. He returns it. And he said, some things never change, eh? Like... You're right. I always want to hit. I always want to punch you in the face when I see you. <laughs> I've never been punched in the face by a prettier lady. Can you make sure it stays that way. <laughs> <sighs> she looked up and waved. What? By the way, during the during this, what have the pair of you been doing? Yeah, mostly trying to eavesdrop from, <laughs> from like as near as we can get away with. Well, me, I've been doing that. What have you been uh, doing? Both of you make a perception check. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 17 14 14 from me uh, Celestia you've gotten the gist of it uh, Scap you've basically heard every word I'm um, also <laughs> okay. the one to just think very carefully about that uh, favour from the church we've got work out whether that's the same church because this feels dodgy as fuck uh <laughs> not if it's the church of the regent then yes the regent is the monolithic ch- uh, church mm. that uh, covers well, does uh, this person all... look like they're legitimately part of the church of the regent oh uh, i mean you can make an insight check if you want yeah <laughs> i wouldn't have thought of this i wouldn't know as well actually i don't Nine. know church I mean, you've seen you know people. You've seen agents of the church before, like you. You've seen priests and such, and yeah, this appears to be a legitimate uh, priestess. Uh, looking over, you can actually see uh, this uh, lady in question looks to be female halfling. Uh, she has uh, light brown, long hair, tied up in a uh, Sulian braid. She's got tanned skin, and there are bags under her eyes. She uh, she looks kind of exhausted. She's flat-chested beneath uh, simple white robes in quite a feminine cut. Uh, she seems does seem to have one vice, though, uh, for everything else that's quite plain about her sense of dress and appearance, in that she's applied quite a fair amount of makeup uh, to herself with, with quite some skill, uh, mostly with an aim to softening her cheekbones and uh, quite pronounced uh, jawline as well as smoothing out some of the rough t- skin texture around the uh, neck and chin uh how long has this conversation been that conversation has been like you know 10 15 minutes so if you can wanted I, to go off and no, talk to I them no i want to ritual cast if i can okay 
Yeah. Uh, I'd like to cast detect magic. Okay. I'd like to do something when they're yeah. done with that. So casting uh, detect magic. Uh, all right. I mean, detect magic shows up magic items. Does it? Unless it does it show up magic spellcasters? Let me just check. Because um, this is a no, presence of ma- it just says magic. So if something's been yeah. cast. If okay, someone so has a spell up, I should see. I think. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you'll so see if spells are magic. Okay, so you'll see spells that are up and spells. Yeah, creatures. Creatures. And if it has a school of magic, I learned that. Okay, so detect magic. Uh, presence or aura uh, within thirty feet of. And I want to make sure I'm within thirty feet of her. You are within thirty feet okay. of her. It's you know it's a fairly crowded pub. Um, her no, uh, but you. She's not got any spells up on her. Doesn't seem to have any spells okay. up on her, and nor on the uh, nor on the guards, as far as you can tell. Well, she's Doesn't not Olga in disguise, then. Um, can I? Hang on, let me just check the range on this. That's a relief. Mm-hmm. Um, range yourself, like what? What? You can cast it on yourself. But it's detect thoughts. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, that's a weird... <laughs> I'm really confused. I'm sorry. That can't oh, be right. Uh, oh, no, no, within no. 30 feet. I'm sorry. It says it, right. it, says it further allow, down. Yeah, yeah. You are the only one who can detect thoughts, is what yeah. that means. Okay, great. Cool. Um, so I'm going to cast detect thoughts on, on her, on the cleric. You can. I'm not so going to probe deep unless thoughts. I find anything interesting. But just, Okay, you... Probe. I um, put my hands in my temple... Because you're not looking, no. let's be yeah. honest. But if you were, you would see um, a purple thread connecting our temples. Okay. Oh, you're oh, doing actually, the whole though, sort of X-Men mind reading thing. Yeah, X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Um, Although actually she'd see it, so I'm going to be more subtle with that. You can. I'm just going to... Flickering. There's like a purple glow at my temple, mm. but not at hers. And actually, yeah, now that you're kind of looking I feel like I can, I feel like I can control this that, is something that you would notice... Uh, you do see, slightly because you're looking at her specifically, you can see coiled, just resting gently uh, around her neck and shoulders is a, uh, what appears to be a golden fox. Cool. It look weirdly, it's the first time you've really seen it. The spirit looks knackered. It's kind of, kind of bent over it looks it looks exhausted in its posture <coughs> and uh, listening to her thoughts you just hear oh feckin hell <laughs> I mm, mm, I have had I am sick and tired of this shit <sighs> Never mind. Who have I got for tomorrow? Okay, I've got another graphs child child set up for in the morning. I'm gonna have to go over and pay a visit to where they're staying. See if we, what we can do to heal them. And there's that captain he's paying. And then I've got all the A's with the doctors and make sure they've got the money they need to purchase supplies. And then I've got to make sure about those nurses that are coming in. And I need to oversee the supplies. 
that are coming through. I would like to probe a bit deeper and see if I can find out why she's charging 2,000 gold. Uh, yes, you can. Uh, so she makes a wisdom saving throw. Yeah, she does. Natural 17. Bugger. She suddenly looks... You uh, So it fails. So it succeeds. The spell ends. You feel the, the connection break and she stops and... Exactly, knows that you are probing into into its mind. Uh, I duck. So <clears> and <throat> yeah, she you give me a quick stealth check. Lol. Disadvantage. Disadvantage. You're still you're in, you're in shiny clothes. Oh, fucking hell. Um, twelve. She looks up, narrows her eyes, and you see her murmur something to one of the guards who. Moves out through the through the uh, crowd directly towards you. Shit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yes. Sister Mifanwe would like a word. Okay. What did yes, you do? Okay, mother. I looked. I looked in her head. <clears throat> oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with you. He escorts you. The, you and I guess the pair of you doesn't. Is it okay if I bring my friend? He glances over and the priestess sort of sees him nods. Come, both of you. Uh, and he glares at someone until they give up. Actually, no, he's not going to bother with that. One of you gets the, the other chair. One of you is going to have to stand. Uh, yeah, I'll sit. I wasn't invited or commanded. Yeah. Um, and you sit down. The fox spirit kind of looks up a little bit more alert at your arrival. I imagine yeah. all of my spirits look and your back Your spirits at it. <laughs> are kind of like slightly on edge, yeah, around yeah. it. Can I help you? I don't think there's any point pretending I didn't do that, is there really? No, I think that's quite un... I think we both know that happened. Yeah, um, I'm sorry I didn't... You're not... Can I start by being very blunt? Hmm? I don't know why you're here, um, but if your purpose is to try and capture any stock here, I want you to know that I it may not be in my remit to do so, but I will stop you with all the, everything I have. That's not what I'm here for. Rise you up for a moment. Good. Then we can continue to have a civil conversation. Yeah, I'm, I'm not on board with all that. It may um, be a rare one, but I'm glad to hear it. Yeah. Why are you charging um, so much? That's what I was going to ask. I'm sorry, that's why I was that's why I was looking in your head. I was checking you weren't just a nutter and you were an actual cleric. There she, are some um, dickheads who'd take advantage of a situation like this. I was checking you're not Flips a hag, it. but you didn't notice that. She narrows her eyes a little like that, or she's a little confused, but <laughs> <coughs> she Yeah, she looks as if she's like Trying to read as if that was a coded insult or something? <laughs> like, no. Um, she t- twists her hands and you see the fox lazily curls its tail and a small ball of light appears between her hands and then winks out. Just seemingly just to but demonstrate I, I, that she is... Uh, I mean, obviously you had magic. I didn't mean it like that. I just... You know, you can have spirits and still be a nutter. what you mean. I, um, you're not the first, and I'll give you the answer I give everyone who bothers to ask. 
How much do you know about the whaling uh, sickness? Fuck all. Okay. So I think a hag some... made it. Did a hag make it? I have no idea, but the whaling sickness comes from banshees. It's spread with a banshee scream. So usually... Could it be in an egg, could it? Like a blue one. She frowns at that. Unless you had some way of trapping a banshee scream in an egg. But perhaps if you could do that. But it's when it passes from a banshee to a victim who isn't then killed by the banshee. It goes dormant for a bit and then they start getting very sick and shivery and they start screaming. And shortly, and a while after that, if they don't receive care, they die. And often if they do receive care as well. And it's not the sound for them. It spreads through the act of screaming, but it goes into the air. There's uh, <coughs> ways to treat it, to try and stop its spread. You can even have someone in the house safely with it if you're following those precautions. But we still recommend you keep them in the house. Mm. But here's the thing. Normally when it spreads, it only appears in a one place. And then if you catch it early enough, it doesn't spread too far. Which is what normally happens. But it seems we didn't catch the initial infection because it spread in half a dozen different towns. So here's the really annoying thing though. People expect me to touch them and with the power of the regent, which I do possess, to cure them of their ills. And there is a spell that does that. But you see, the, the trouble is that works for a lot of diseases. I can cure a lot of problems. I can cure some lesser plagues, even smallpox. Many clerics can. But the wailing sickness is at least partly magical and it resists magic. So I have to use more powerful spells. But you see, it's the same spell, but I have to put more power into it. Uh, what she's describing, you understand instinctively as it's basically lesser restoration, but she has to use a much higher spell slot for mm. it to affect it. Mm. And there's only so much that my companion, and she gestures seemingly to... Uh, to you. To you, Scamp, just towards her neck, but you can see that she's, uh, Celeste, you can see she's fox. gesturing towards the fox. <clears throat> and the grace of the, of the saints and uh, the regent. Well, they can only, I can only draw on so much of that in a day. I can do that enough times to cure four people. Why are you charging 2,000 gold then? Because here's the thing. Four people a day, I can save 100% of the time. If it's not treated, 5% of victims with the whaling, what, with the whaling uh, sickness die. Uh, sorry, 5% of whaling sick, uh, victims with the whaling sickness survive. If it's treated, 15% survive. There are 20,000 or more people with the whaling sickness right now, now that we've got it quarantined. And I have, and someone has to pay for all the doctors, the nurses, 
the, the soldiers we have to employ, the people to cart away the dead, the people to bury the dead, to enforce the quarantines, to stop people escaping the places we've quarantined and spreading the sickness. And people think the church has a lot of money. And, well, in some places it does, and in other places it doesn't. But here it doesn't. Here it doesn't so much. But there are some people who can afford that. So and it costs. Charge to save a few so that lots of other people have a better chance. That makes sense. It costs me thousands and thousands of gold crowns to, 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 to organise this whole operation. And yes, it means that I have to. Every time I see a poor child or a woman or a man in the prime of their life that I could have saved, for sure. It breaks my heart. And yes, people hate me. They spit at me. They try to attack me. I have to employ these guards. Because I only seem to help the rich and the powerful. And because I do that, 2,000 people will live who will die otherwise. That's a horrible So that's why I charge. I'm so sorry. You're a far better person than I could ever be. I don't know you. I hope you're selling yourself short. <laughs> so I can't really, but that's the thing with every time I want to, I can't bend those rules because if I bend the rules or break them for one person soon, or if I give in to intimidation or threats or anything, how will it keep going? How will it keep going? How can I pay to keep the also, quarantine Also, every going? time you give in to one person, you've wasted 2000 gold. That could have been used for... I get it. <laughs> there is a price on human and halfling and indeed drow lives. And I know that price. Because I've seen it in my ledgers. So. That's why I charge. And it doesn't matter if people hate me so long as more people live than die. That makes sense. Thank you for explaining when you weren't obliged to. You could have just told me to fuck off, have me thrown out. I appreciate you not doing that. Well, that's all right. And I appreciate you asking without shouting or spitting. Well, then. Yeah, I, I didn't know if you were actually an arsehole or you had a reason. It turns out it's the latter one. Hmm. That's why <clears throat> I went for the thoughts thing rather than, you know, yeah. anything else. <laughs> Which gives you a slightly sad smile. Well, I can't say I appreciated the intrusion of my mental privacy, but I understand why you did it. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> but thank you. That's all right. I mean, I asked this with not much hope, but is there anything we can do? Sure. If you find two thousand gold and someone who doesn't, uh, someone who needs uh, curing, and you're happy to sponsor their curing, <laughs> or even just give it to me so that I can help one random person on the street. And Don't feel have good that about right it. now, but if I do, I'll be back. <laughs> That's short of that, unless you're. Uh, 
trained doctors or you're willing to put in several weeks of back breaking work for no pay to help or for very little pay to help me try and keep a, 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 an epidemic under wraps useless sorry that's all right we do the work we can the best we can adjust mm. you to a drink what's your poison <laughs> are you just having spiced milk do you like another sure I get her another. Yeah, copper piece. It's not much, but you know, keep on keeping on. <laughs> you as well. Is is this epidemic person made, or is it natural? Well, if there was someone who <laughs> bottled a, a a banshee scream and let it off in several places. And perhaps it was person-made, but the problem is it's on its it's uh, self-sustaining now. So finding the so cutting off the source. Where did it stop them doing it anywhere else? If that's the case. But, yeah, um, I suppose so. But now we've just got to stop it the old-fashioned way. Keep it contained and let it burn itself out. We'll and try find and save as many people you. as we can along the way. If you like, we'll try and find them. I yeah. would very much appreciate that. I, I do not have the resources to spend. Just in case you hear anything, I'm not expecting you to spend resources or make any hmm. headway towards this. But um, we think we know her, and her name's Olga Gristlegums, and she's a scary old woman hag, witch. All right, I'll bear that in mind. Yeah, just in case, you know. I doubt it, but hmm. doesn't hurt to have it out there. No, thank you. She's got anyway, a little you do girl see her run her. as well. Mm. Yeah, she yeah, she does. Don't don't hurt the little girl, she doesn't. Alright, well, I'll um make I'll keep the people I work with aware of that. See if they hear anything concrete. Mm. Well then. You have a good night. You I'm going too. to finish my supper. Fucking hell. I assume it's just sort of taking place at the yeah, same it's time. Yeah, it's taking the same place at the same time you've been having your conversation. Yeah. Um, are they... So you... Yeah, they... Uh, uh, at this point, like, how Molly are they looks doing up. At this point? Molly looks up. They've just finished their conversation okay. and waves you over. Um... I'm going to relay literally all of this. Yeah. I'm not going to say it because everybody yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. listening has heard Molly, it. But... See, uh, Molly kind of bites the side of her, the inside of her cheek. Well, can't say, I can't say I'm happy about that, but I suppose it's a reason. Yeah, it at least makes sense and she's not just a nutter. I will. I want to see little Corson. Come on then. Um, <clears throat> is there anything I can do for the two of you uh, before we go home? Um, uh, I, I can at least make sure that a, I can get a room sorted here for you. If you wouldn't mind, that'd be lovely. That's fine. Silas! She calls across the bar. Mm. What is it, Molly? You're, I see your... Uh, Fellow has already paid for the rest of the night off. Have you got a room free? Yes. She nods to the pair of you. Mm. Very well. 
He gestures you over. It will be one room. We call it three silver. That's fine. I'll pay. Okay. Come down in the morning for breakfast. Okay. Is he being weird with me? Like, do I get that vibe? He's being a little guarded. A little guarded. That's all you can get. But okay. he seems to be, you know, he's not being openly hostile. Just a bit. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, she, let me get my coat. And she goes and gets a coat. Uh, while the pair of them are walking, are heading off home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to turn to Corzin actually just yeah. before they leave. Yeah. Corzin, um, might drop in in the lucky cup while you go and see your little one. That's all right. All right, but watch yourself. We don't know quite how bad or deep this thing goes yet. Absolutely. Don't worry. You take your time, yeah? Yeah. You can see he's quite distracted. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to go with... Oh, um, yes. also, mm-hmm. where is your place? <laughs> Give us direction so we know where to find you. But right, say, yeah, that, I, say uh, that's happened. You, the, 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 uh, the place that you're in is really not big enough for anything more than you, Molly, and Little Corset. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 but just in case we want to find yeah. them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not, find them. not to yeah, come yeah. down, like, yeah, just in case we need yeah. to find you yeah. later, yeah. <laughs> is the idea. Yeah. yeah, for practicality, but... Skip to that one. Yeah, yeah but yeah, you. Uh, otherwise, you know, like right. Uh, otherwise, uh, I might suggest Corson in the morning. Maybe you should go and meet them. You know, meet your friends back here. Uh, right. So just in does, case anything dreadful happens this evening, otherwise we won't interrupt you. <laughs> so this is a respectable breakfast. You know, in that you respect it or fear it. Either way, it'll get down your throat. <laughs> <laughs> Some things never change. Right. Good luck. Thank you. Okay. So I will cover Molly and Corzin first, and then I will go to Yes, there's that. So, okay. you head out with uh, Molly, and the pair of you find your way heading out uh, yeah, through the streets of Warwick's Watch. It is dark, it is late at night, and it's cold with the clear sky above. Molly has a thick grey coat on, um, wrapped around her, and the pair of you kind of just engage in small talk chatter as you make your way back into the winding uh, side streets of uh, Warwick's Watch, and towards Molly's, for want of a better word, apartment. You, um, it's a second story uh, room that is it is let from a landlord um, in what might less what might generously be called the halfling quarter of town and less generously called the halfling slums oh right yeah rent is cheap mm-hmm. and you don't get much for it but you know Molly does does pay for a room uh, that is just for her little cousin and you as opposed to shared with a larger half of the family, mm-hmm. which does sometimes happen. Uh, and as you make your way up, 
she kind of puts a heavy key into the lock and unlocks it. There is a, it's a single room apartment divided by a by a couple of privacy sheets hung from the ceiling, one uh, on little rails, one for, uh, you notice actually normally there's just one, just the one bed, um, whole family sleeps in it, mm. but um, some blankets and uh, have been and, and a bedroll have been laid out in the main sort of area, and you get the feeling this is where Molly's been sleeping uh, the last week, uh, right. as the privacy curtain around the bed is currently like kind of drawn halfway, like not closed completely. And we'll get to that in a moment. But um, the rest of the room is somewhat Spartan in terms of decorations. Molly's possessions are uh, clustered together on a series of shelves that you remember putting up a, a number of years ago. Um, there's a small box in the corner with fold, carefully folded clothes, uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, there's a washing, you know, a wash basin. Uh, obviously, you go to the local, go outside to the local shed privy when you need to. Mm. And um, there is a small hearth uh, with a fireplace. And over it, there are two things hung over the mantelpiece. One is a meticulously cleaned, oiled uh, carbine, mm -hmm. and the other is a hagstone on a nail. What is a hagstone? Apologies for my ignorance. It's a um, a stone that has a naturally eroded hole through it. Oh, okay. Um, you find them on beaches. Uh, generally, yeah, good ones. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of uh, folklore uh, uh, associated with them, but essentially, it's supposed to be uh, good luck if you find one and oh, cool. uh, have one, but bad luck if you then sell it. Ah, all right, cool, oh, interesting. And this one was found on the beach of Skrulls, uh, not, not Skrulls, uh, but was on the Point. beach of uh, Barnacle Point. He looks up for, uh, at it for a moment, lost in thought, and then moves over to the bed. Pa? And looking over, you can see in bed, like 13 inches tall now. Oh. Pallid, sweating, kind of sheets pulled around him. Reddish, uh, sort of reddish, sandy, curly hair, or more like with, with more of a blondish sort of thing. Yeah. That, like, Kind of between uh, Molly's and uh, Causey's hair. strawberry blonde. Yeah, strawberry yeah. blonde hair. It's kind of plastered to his head. Uh, but, and you can see there are a number of books around him. Uh, but, and he looks up, he's, he, there's this look of absolute joy spreads over his face. <laughs> pa! That's right. Pa, you're off! Yeah. Kind of, struggles to get up a little and sort of and holds out his arms for a hug. I'm here, boy. I'm here. And you, just, and he, you just envelop him in your arms and it hugs you so tightly. <laughs> oh. By the region, I've missed you. I've missed you too, Pa. Yes. Oh. I've been 
I've been reading about ships and I, you know, <laughs> you know, in the time you've been away. Yeah, yes, I've got a lot to tell you. I... <laughs> but here, talking to ships, I got you something. And I um, pull out the um, uh, the model ship that I uh, bought. Oh yeah, and it's it's uh, it's not. Is it put together or not put together? Um, because you've had time to put it together if you were going. To put it yeah, I will say yeah that I, I, I would have done. I said, oh, it's a oh, is that a twenty-second rate? That's right. Oh, I've got like, one of these books and he folds out and he finds a book and you can see it's a book of just, yeah, ship designs and he's been kind of looking through them and he gets like, oh, this was, uh, yeah, Mr. Merrick left this and, you know, I've been looking through them and, oh, oh, and I'm so, oh, and he's overjoyed at this ship in a bottle. Yeah. And, um. And he's hugging it almost as tightly as you, but very carefully so he doesn't break the glass. Yeah. Yes. You've grown so much. You've, I, I know you've been making me proud, boy, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I have. I'm going to be bigger than you one day, Ma says. <laughs> I don't doubt it. Though that, is, <laughs> you know, though that isn't necessarily a hard thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> she smiles and there's slight tears in the corner of her eyes. Yeah. I see. So, what you been up to? Still causing trouble? Oh, yeah. I, I'm a bit, I've been a bit sick the last week, but I've been doing my reading. I, I've got I've got really good at reading, Pa. Like, uh, I, I'm not, not saying I, I, I'm getting as good as her. <laughs> You're getting better than your ma. No mistake. Is it? Is little Corson's not bad. Uh, not bad hand with ciphering either. It's better at numbers, you know. Better at numbers than you are. <laughs> <laughs> I always knew he would be smarter than I'd ever be. And um, <coughs> as he uh, says that, he uh, brings little Corson in for a, uh, for another hug. And as he does so, he is going to try and cast Lester Resurrection. Okay, you do feel you see the uh, octopus, the ambivalent octopus passes over just touches and wraps around little Corson's shoulders for a moment there you can feel the pulse of life as it pulls back it looks down and forlornly just shrugs this requires magic more powerful than the ambivalent octopus is capable of at this at least as as it is now you, you get the sense that everything you've been through the things you've seen the, the octopus has grown in strength that it can even do these things yeah. now as a wonder but this is yeah the the, the 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 disease resists it yeah advanced level stuff okay <laughs> I just told him starts wailing I hold him yeah, you hold him tightly yeah and <laughs> it's alright it's alright she runs over and you can see there, there's a little pot over the fireplace and she spoons some broth into it it's like it's okay it's okay it's okay Corson here here you you settle down <laughs> you have some of the broth okay 
Do you want to listen to your mum? Yeah. Uh, she reaches over and she, you see she's actually got a couple of uh, scarves which she's brought over and you can tell from, they're kind of, they're, from the smell of them they've been soaked with vinegar and she says, right. you might want to, you want to put this on and she puts this, the same one on. All right, I, I, I take it and... Yeah, she tucks over her mouth and nose, kind of still talks through it. Hey, hey, it's okay and she kind of strokes little cause in his head just sitting by him on the bed. It's going to be okay. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I'm sorry. Everything's going to be fine, son. This, my chest just hurts. And I, yeah. Oh, it's okay. Shh. It's okay. Mom, are here. Hey, do you want to... Do, do you want to tell him a story or something? And, yeah. We're singing a song. Yeah, I like that. And, um... Corzin begins to, uh... very slowly, uh... pick up a tune that he'd, uh... he'd spent some time working on about all the possibilities of the world and about how there's nothing that will ever uh, hold him back yes. And as he does so, he just sort of gently uh, rocks little Corson in a um, hopefully comforting manner. And as you sing that song, you rock him gently. And by the time you finish, he's fast asleep. Breathing a little unsteady at times, but just, yeah, gently resting, lulled just into slumber. And gently kind of setting down. Molly helps you tuck him up and you cross into the sort of main living space. There's a couple of chairs, at, you know, well, there's three chairs, a little table as well, and closes the privacy curtain. Takes a seat. I've been away far too long. Yeah, you have. <sighs> I'm gonna I'm gonna solve this. I'm gonna make it right. Whatever you know it takes. You are one mad son of a bitch, Carson Horrors. <laughs> and I believe you. So I fell in love with you because you're you believe in mad things and somehow I, I managed to do them. Do them. I mean, there's at least one of those things is <laughs> but <laughs> Don't know if you have that. I don't know if it's the old halfling luck on your side or. 
there's there's not been anything yet that uh, that I've met that is more stubborn than me when it comes to not, uh, to not dying. Well, she takes you back, puts her hand to the side of your head, and this time instead of slapping it, just kind of just mm. strokes a little bit of um, gin stubble. Mm. I I reach out and I hug her and I don't break it for a long time there's there's just a a, a comfort that he needs there right now and when he does finally uh, break apart he says right tomorrow morning we'll meet up with my companions and then we'll figure out a way of how to get caught in what he needs you might have to do that without without me if my friend doesn't uh, come through until the afternoon uh, to take over from me so I'm going to have to watch him in the morning but you head out and I'll I'll meet up with you when I can alright you know she's um and I slightly glossed over this, but yes, there, there, there was a friend you actually saw coming yeah. uh, out of the flat yeah. you know, shortly before you entered. So. Right, yeah. Uh, he says, Regent, damn it, I wish I could have, uh, uh, I could watch over him, but that's, that's selfish. I, I need to be out there doing what I can. Yeah, you do. But while you're, you're here, she takes the side of your face again you have been away a long time she and I've missed you so much oh I think it's about time you showed me how much and she pulls you in for a deep <laughs> kiss and we're huh? going to fade to black <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. First sex in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I broke a beautiful moment. Carry on. No, no, it's all good. <laughs> no, 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 no. That is okay. perfect. Though. Beautiful moment black. had ended. Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay. Uh, so while that's while that's all happening, while sex is happening, <laughs> <laughs> the pair of you uh, step out of the Burning Man, and uh, it doesn't take too much. Uh, time for you to find uh, the next lucky location. Cup. Oh, the lucky cup. You make your way to the lucky cup, uh, which is on a little bit further into town, and it does indeed have a, a painting of a dice cup mm-hmm. uh, on a green felt background. And making your way inside, uh, it's pretty busy at this sort of time. Uh, it's got a mixture of kind of like local. You know, urban artisans, some sailors, uh, but also some, you know, slightly better off, maybe middle class looking patrons. Again, sticking to their kind of, you know, fairly drab colour scheme, but there's 
Yeah, there's a bit of silver. There's quite a bit of silver slashing around, uh, flashing around, and there, the whole place has a bit of a smoky atmosphere. You can see it's divided almost into two tiers. In the lower part, you know, there are people, lots of people playing dice. There's a pit where apparently there seem to be a pair of snakes fighting, and people are sort Jeez. of going, going <laughs> they're placing bets. That you know, money is changing hands. That's awesome. Yeah, there's there's a snake fight going on. Fucking hell! <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Uh, but up on the upper tables, you know, on a, on a sort of mezzanine area, there are there's roulette going on. You know, there's slightly classier cr- dice games like craps mm-hmm. uh, going on. You know, uh, uh, up uh, up in those parts, and you can see that's where uh, there's there's even a separate bar uh, up there, mm-hmm. which is really just an adjunct to the lower bar. Uh, but you can see up there, there's also that's the place where there's the door leading to into the back of the uh, casino, as it were. Uh, and looking up, you can see there is a, the, there is a bomber. You know, there's there's all sorts of clientele around these parts. You know, down below, there's like very rough. Uh, there's a lot more rough and tumble types. There's even a couple of orcs who you haven't really seen much here. Mm. Um, but they're mostly humans. A few halflings as well. There's also uh, up on the upper tables. There's you know all sorts. There's uh, they look like uh, trade uh, tra- traders rather than tradesmen. There's one f- fellow who sat at, who sat at the bar, uh, who appears to just who, as far as you can tell, is just a halfling accountant, just <laughs> sipping <laughs> sipping at a glass of whiskey uh, and watching everything go uh, going on. Um, and yeah, as you kind of make your way towards the bar, you can see that the uh, barman uh, is a pale half elf, completely hairless, completely hairless. Um, with uh, scales tattooed like serpent scales scaled tattooed over his scalp and around his actually yellow pupiled eyes uh, as you approach he, he kind of goes I told you I have to drink uh, I'll have a whiskey please <clears throat> milk please Two yes. um, silver okay We've been told nothing about who to ask anything, so um, I'm uh, just... You were told the, the book... That's all we said. Okay, so yeah. I'm going to... Well, after, after he gets his drinks, when he comes back... Yeah. Oh, he just fixes you them there. Oh, right. awesome. Um, so we're... I'm a bit new in town, and um, I'm quite a big reader. I don't suppose you know any good bookkeepers, do you? Mm. He shrugs a little. There might be... A couple that I know about who's asking. Um, the sculptor gave me a ring, didn't uh, he? He gave you a tiny jade statuette. Well, which you have. Okay. Um, um, of a fisherman. I'm going to casually get that out and just turn it around in my fingers a bit. And so I'm just mucking about with it. He nods. He looks at it, glances it from out, nods. Yes. Mm. And I plonk it back in my mm. pocket. I might recommend this special. And he gets out and he pours another drink for you, which, as far as you can tell, is just the same drink as before. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's just just a whiskey. And he says, mm. and gestures to the back room. The boss will see you in there. Okay, thank you. And uh, passing the drink, and you notice this glass has a little blue enamel ring around the outside. Ooh. Okay. Neat. Um, yeah. Mm. Just, just an <coughs> apple. Anything weird about the drink? 
make a medicine check. <laughs> Um, ten. <laughs> Smells like whiskey. Okay, I'm gonna pour my first whiskey into that whiskey and take it. You oh, mix wow. the whiskey, drink whiskeys together. Cool. Yep. Uh, <laughs> all right. As you step in, I'm assuming it's the same yeah, whiskey, the but door, like I don't know. And you see, there's a large number. Of, there are quite. A f- there's about six quite heavily built uh, individuals of halfling. Most actually, no, these would be all human uh, uh, variety. Um, but they they look up, and you can see them reach for a moment for various uh, for various weapons on their person. I right. hold my drink up, mm. like, and just swirl it around mm. with the band. Very obvious. We will get the boss. Thank you. They gesture to another door. You go in there. We wait, and half of them join you in the chamber and so just stand by the doors. And you see there is a small meeting room what looks like a, it's not even a meeting room it looks like someone's office there is a desk there's a little abacus there hmm. one of those little newton's cradle things um hmm. and just a bunch of books oh, and such around uh there's a safe uh, in the back and after a short a moment of waiting uh the door opens again and out comes the same little accountant halfling hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay, still carrying his drink. The bookkeeper. And, uh, yeah, and you say he looks like a halfling for a reason, because he's wearing a sheer black, a sober black waistcoat and breeches, Mm. polished black shoes, a white kind of unruffled shirt with a black neckerchief, and he has silver spectacles with neat, very impeccably neatly combed sandy hair and fair skin. He is the perfect image of a quiet, halfling accountant, except for his eyes, mm-hmm. which are grey and dead. Not physically dead. No, he's not. He's not a corpse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love a so world where you to have say to say, say that. Are they, are yeah. they like normal but eyes, or normal are they like eyes. They're normal eyes, but they're the eyes of someone used to killing without joy, rage, or hesitation. It, these are eyes that you recognise. Okay. You've seen them in other people before. Mm. And he gives you a kind of mirthless smile as he takes a seat behind the, the desk, takes it from his whiskey, puts it down. So, I understand. I believe I got a sending. It was uh, asking for information recently from a mutual friend. By the way, I don't like the whole titles business. I'm not going to say his name out loud, you know, sculptor and all that, but uh, I prefer a slightly more straightforward dealing. So how's about you tell me your name and I'll tell you mine. Celestia Stardust, nice to meet you. My name's Scamp. Well, Well, that's a pleasure to meet you, Celestia Stardust. Nice to meet you and Scamp. They call me the bookkeeper, but my name's Merrick. Merrick Tenpenny. Merrick Tenpenny. So, what can I help you with? Um, there was a supposedly a ship here about four days ago, the Scarlet Wind. And um, they mm. had on some slaves, and they've now left. And we were wondering whether the cargo had been sold off here or not. 
Well, I can confirm that uh, they're not here anymore. Mm-hmm. And yes, they did do a little bit, a small amount of trading. But that sort of information is expensive. Now, I'm pro- perf- now of course, I don't owe them any special loyalty. I'm perfectly willing to tell you where they're headed next. But uh, you've got a choice on what that costs you. Okay, what are the choices? Well, classically, this is the sort of thing that costs a thousand gold. But, of course, you could always do some work for me. I don't have anything right now, but maybe something will come up in the next couple of days that I might need a bit of assistance with. Okay. Good. Is there anything else? Nope. Um, when's a good time oh, to come and find you? Or I've always you got someone us? here. If you, if I'm not here, you can leave a message and I'll find you. Okay. I always find people. We're staying at the uh, out of characters at Burning Man. The Burning Man. It just felt wrong. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it just felt like I think it's because Burning Man Festival. It's just like yeah. it can't be that. It must be something. <laughs> yeah. But um, and we're staying at the Burning Man. Oh, really? If you need to get a message to us oh. at any point. Oh, I'm sure I will. Do give my regards to Molly. Will do. He smiles thinly. Well, then best be on your way. All right. Thank you. Not slightly. And you make your way out. Is there anything else you want to do before heading back to your room? Uh, kick a few things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kick some stuff down my whiskey. <laughs> okay. You know, very critical role where Sam Regal's just like, I would like to cry. Yeah. <laughs> That's about where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anything else beyond kicking and drinking? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. Oh. Okay. There's fuck all else I can do right now. Yeah. A pair of you, frustrated and tired, head back towards the Burning Man. You head up to your room. It's a small room that's private. There's two, you know, two separate beds, and you, with some effort, struggle down to sleep. I um, would like to sleep. Cast Come on. A, I'd like to cast alarm on the room. Okay. <laughs> Use my, get some alarm. little yep. silver thread out. Do the whole setting up yep. a ward. You take up the wire, spread it around the room, ward off the doors and, and windows. If anything comes through, or goes out, you'll know. Probably. I've never done this before. Or at least, you know, that's what the instructions say. That's what my book says. <laughs> mm-hmm. I spend a lot of money on that book. <laughs> was it... Out of character, was it today that I did sending? Oh, uh, no, it was the previous night. Wait till Scamp's asleep. Okay. I'm going to do something stupid. Gather all the spirits together into a ball. Yep. And just send out. Where are you? Do you have any idea? Anything that can help? Not asking you to come with me. I just want you to be free. Send out. After a short while, there's a response. I 
I'm as free as I'm going to get. If they find you finding me, Stardust, they'll find me. That's all that message says. Mm. Yep, this is going to have a little cry and then go to sleep, okay. basically. Mm -hmm. Uh. You still have um, uh, opium addiction, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I've rolled it just to check. Yeah. Still one point though. Yeah, still one point. Because cool. you don't. Do you, do you take any before you no, sleep? No, no, I didn't. You just drift off into. I imagine the, I sleep badly because I don't have any. So. I'm going to move over to Causing for this bit. Okay. Causing. Yeah. You awake early, pretty early, actually. There's just the tiniest, it's not quite dawn yet. There's yeah. like the little pre-dawn light coming up. And you are, you're, and you know, as you untangle yourself from Molly, who's still asleep, mm -hmm. your bladder is full almost to bursting. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone up, it's like, a uh, little cause in you briefly check in you can see he's asleep as well yeah um like a little fitful but resting um and you basically yeah what what do you do it's it's kind of early enough that uh, it's late enough that it's would be a pain you know you're not going to get back to sleep yeah but early enough that it's a pain to it uh, to be up yeah, okay there's... he's gonna Transurptitiously pull on his britches and um, go out to the um, the privy. Yeah. Okay. You pull your britches, head out to the privy. It's fucking cold. Yeah. There is snow everywhere. You tread out to the outdoor privy. There yeah. is. Um, let's see if there's a queue. Like little half moon God. on the door. It's it's occupied. <laughs> it's like mm, you're just kind of dancing a place before this little half lame uh, woman and uh, comes out. It's like oh, morning. <laughs> morning. And you settle down and oh, blessed relief, steam rises yeah. uh, in the cold. Um, oh, after that particular issue, uh, you it's an annoying thing. You've kind of gone up and it's like, well, fuck, you're awake now. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go uh, back in as quietly as I can. Yeah. I'm... Actually, for the first time in a while, I'm, I'm wandering around um, uh, bootless. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's a bit weird. Yeah, feeling, feeling the, um, the the snow underneath my feet. Yeah. Um, Crunchy, cold. Yeah, and then as I go back in, I, as carefully as I can, open and close the door. Yeah. Look up at the uh, the carbine. On the uh, on the mantelpiece. Yeah. Um. Presumably that yeah, it's the same one that uh, uh, Molly always carried with her back. Oh in the day. yeah, no, this is uh, her service uh, <laughs> that one. Yeah. 
but yeah, the look at looking at over. Yeah, she has kept it in in meticulous shape. Yeah, that would be absolutely like her. All right, he's going to give a, a cursory inspection to um, uh, to, uh, to Little Corson. Yeah, and. Provided he isn't stirring, he is going to go and sit in bed and wait for uh, Molly to wake up because he doesn't want to leave yeah. without her knowing. It's actually not, uh, as you're sitting in a waiting, there's a brief... She, she, her hair is kind of plastered <laughs> onto one side of the face. She draws in her sleep. Yeah. Uh, and, Who doesn't? You know, when she, when she yeah. sits up, like the hair is still stuck up slightly in the same way it was when she was falling over. She kind of vaguely pats it down. I said, "You're a vision as ever, and you've not lost your touch." Uh, you feel your my touch. Oh, <laughs> sorry to your chin if you don't wash yourself. <laughs> I um. Uh, I, I bring her in for an embrace, and you, uh, I, I say, kisses. Molly, you, I, I've forgotten what it was like, and that's my fault. Yeah. I've forgotten what it was like to to be here and to feel like I. I mean, I always knew I was doing what I was doing for, uh, for you and Little Corson. I've always known, kind of, rationally, that I, I had a family, and this is who I was doing it for, but coming back here, it was... It was something I, I, I just should have done sooner, and I um, just sort of uh, collapse into her a bit. <sighs> she claps in the back. Of course, you stupid luck. <laughs> I'm. <sighs> she kind of gets up, oh, slumbers over towards the boxes and things, pulls one open. Ah, oh, shit, I'm out of, I'm out of oats. Um, do you want to head over to... Oh, head over... Yeah, I've got some that Silas owes me. Do you want to head over to the um, Burning Man and just pick, pick, up, pick, up a, pick up a sack of oats for, oats for me so I can do breakfast? Sure, yeah, I, I can do that. Bass has probably started making breakfast already. Sorry. <laughs> no, uh, no. I uh, pull the uh, britches back up and obviously get the uh, boots on. Uh, yeah, put on a. As you're putting the, the britches up. <laughs> <laughs> and you know he he stares right back at her like not breaking eye contact. <laughs> <as it's laughs> <laughs> um, and he says. Do you remember that time I uh, I leapt out of bed once and tried to pull yours on? <laughs> and I've been getting you back for that uh, ever since. 
I couldn't get them past my knees. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, and he uh, he has his pack with him, so he he, he uh, rummages through it for uh, for a bit, and um, he is there like a a, a window sill or a window even yeah, in this yeah, room? Yeah, it's, it's it's wooden shutters. Yeah, it's a small window. He. Um, Pulls out the uh, uh, the pot plant and puts it down on the windowsill. Oh. So these are for you. Well, I'm glad you brought me something. <laughs> she I bring her a great deal more she gives very a big soon. Kiss. <laughs> yeah. I promise you, Molly, you're not going to be working there much longer. Smiles. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. Puts on a um, a quite thick winter shirt now which mm. is uh uh a little unusual for Corson, but mm. um it being uh first flurries and there being snow literally <laughs> on the ground <laughs> yeah yeah um and yeah he heads out to the uh, yeah. uh to the burning man uh, and you make your way to the burning man um silas is you know cooking in the back getting the breakfast ready uh, by this point, Scant, you're still asleep, um, but uh, Celestia uh, has you know, carefully you know, yeah, tripping the silver wires, already made their way down, uh, dressed in their... Uh, they, they, they already made their way down and dressed, um, and sees you, you know, is, is sitting and waiting for uh, porridge, uh, mm. which is still being cooked when you come in. Uh, of course, all right. Yeah. How was your night? Good, although... Um, I wish I could introduce you to Little Corson, but he's uh, he's probably not in any fit state at the moment. All right, how's he doing? He's grown, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. So it's just you, Molly, and him at the house, yeah. Well, in in the. Um, in the place that we're living, yeah. Hmm. There's um, there's going to be someone who's going to uh, keep an eye on him while uh, while we're both out today. All right, relative uh, of yours. A, a friend of Molly's. All right. I don't have much in the way of relatives anymore. They're just those two. Yeah. Okay. No, they were. They were all at Barnacle Point. Oh. But no. No one left. Hmm? No one left there now. Well, the people who lived there when the cracking came, there's. I don't know, maybe. 60, 70, all told. I went back a couple of years ago, like I said, but it's a different place now. Mm. And so your place far from here? Hmm? Your place far from here? It's in Wending. No, I mean, the one was... Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no, it's not far. I'll, I'll show you where it is. Although, we're, we're going to have to find some way of... Um, of sorting this out. I tried to do what I could for him, but it's 
healing that is beyond me as far as magic goes. Yeah, I could take a look at him if you want. Do you have anything be uh, better than lesser restoration? Mm. No, probably not. Then we need to find somebody who does. Hmm. Oh, we do. Okay, well. This porridge doesn't look like it's getting here. Why don't you show me where your place is? Right, I um, I go to uh, Silas mm. and I uh, attempt to purchase a bag of oats off him. Mm. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah there's more going on about the oats I owe her. It's fine. Picks up a ba bag and passes it to you. How big is the bag? It's a fairly big bag. There's like, you know, a good, a good three weeks of uh, of oats in there. You get the feeling he's probably been skipping Molly's back pay for a little bit. And this is, and she's been like, just pay me in food. Just pay me in food. Right, okay. <laughs> he picks it up and says, much obliged to you. And uh, walks out the, the sort of, <laughs> the big sack of oats over his back, sort of jostling mm. from side to side. And sorry, just out of character. Is Scamp with us? Oh uh, no, Scamp. I will get to the what's happening with you in a minute. Okay, okay. well yeah. that's ominous. Um, yeah, uh, fun with wild magic. Uh, yeah. So the uh, so the pair of you uh, head out and head through the streets, and you lead Celestia back to uh, where yours uh, to to where the little flat is. Yeah, and that's it. Sweet. I'm afraid you're probably going to have to duck quite a bit. That's all right. You know what? I'm going to give you all some time. I don't want to intrude, so uh, I'm going to go run some errands. Say hello to them from me. Will do. Yeah. Right. And I wander off. Yeah, you wander off. Uh, you take the bag of uh, porridge up and uh, Molly starts making breakfast. Mm -hmm. So while this is happening, uh, Scamp and Cousin, this not Scamp and Cousin, Scamp and Celestia, can you both roll me a constitution check, please? Check or a save? Just a check. Uh, Seventeen. Okay, Scamp, you wake up. There's a bit of dim dawn light uh, shining through the shutters, and as you rub your eyes and peer over, you look and you can see, curled up on the other bed, is a large, slimy creature with speckled blue and green skin and long seaweed hair dressed in uh, what look like rags. She is snoring loudly and horrendously and she is just terrifying to look at. Scamp, what do you do? She is asleep. She appears to be asleep. I have no fucking clue. Oh, well, I'm going to cast Mage Armor. <laughs> you wrap the uh, uh, the leather around your horn and you feel the horn strength spread across your whole body. What do you do next? Um. She's, she's no, no signs that she's moving at all. No signs that she's moving, just the gentle rising and falling of, of breath. 
Uh, I'm going to cast Detect Magic. I mean, it's going to take me okay. ten fucking minutes. But I'm going to. You want to spend ten minutes? But I'm also going to okay. be holding the diamond in my hand to cast Chromatic okay. Orb if she moves at all. Okay. As this is happening, uh, okay, that was a D twenty roll for C. About seven minutes in, the figure, the wretched, ugly figure, begins to stir. Kind of rolls around and opens its bulbous, terrifying eyes. Uh, Scamp, as you catch a glimpse of its face, uh, give me a. I think this is a constitution save. Oh, fuck me. Uh, might be uh, dirty 20 if it's con. Dirty 20, okay. Uh, regardless, even if that was wisdom, that would be enough. Although the shock of its face is horrifying, it, and you feel your heart stop for a moment, it doesn't stay stopped. You're not killed. Uh, well, not killed, but you know, incapacitated instantly by its, its gruesome appearance. It open, as I say, it opens its bulbous yellow eyes. Celestia, you come to consciousness and Scamp is standing by the bed looking at you in horror, holding the, uh, the their diamond out, ring out towards you. You're all right. I've seen a ghost, darling. And you hear, you're all right. You look like you've seen a ghost, dear. Um, oh, I think I'm too scared to move. I rolled a d20. I don't think I'm... Isn't that... Scamp is stuck. Is just is held in place and horror. Why are you holding that diamond? Isn't that what you usually use to cast spells? <laughs> Why are you holding that diamond? Isn't it what you usually use to cast spells? Uh, what's out the window? Uh, the window is wooden shutters, but glancing uh, through the little bit, you can see there's it's just the street below. It's a one-story drop. How far away is the, the window? Uh, yeah. alarm, the alarm, none of the alarm triggers have gone off, by the way. Scam. Uh, the, the window is basically right next to you. It's like within five feet. You okay? Scam. You okay? Oh, fuck. Do what, have I, I've got, I haven't got any inclination that this could be anything other than real. But the alarm hasn't gone off. The alarm hasn't, hasn't gone off. off. Nothing has come into or left this room. Can I try an insight check to see if I realise... Yes, you can. Sense? Make an insight check. No, fuck. Um, that's not very good. A 12. Something feels... Something is very wrong, but that doesn't tell you much. This whole situation seems very wrong. Scamp, you're freaking me out here, darling. What's, what's going on? freaking me out here, darling. What, what's going on? Uh, I got a misty step out the window. Scamp <laughs> vanishes. Shit. Scamp, you appear in the street. Do I feel any different? Um. Yeah, you kind of feel like you got a bit of a bad hair day, and yeah, I quick my back. Stretch I mean, back. do I see my hands? Uh, and as you do that, you notice your hat. Yeah, I'm going to say it, dude. That's enough to notice your hands are green blue they are slimy they are gnarled your is there clothes a mirror in here are being covered in rags would you keep a mirror in your possessions i mean probably let's be honest rummaging your bag <laughs> you, pull out, yeah. you pull out a mirror <laughs> and you look into the face 
of Olga Gristlegums. And that is where we're going to end tonight's session. Oh! Thank you all very much for playing. Thank you all very much for listening. And farewell from all of us here at Flintlocks and Fireballs. Fair seas and natural twenties. Your land stands on the saber's edge. Your cities are a powder keg. Brother chains, brother, no one's free. A life on land is short, you'll see. So gather your muskets, gather your spears. I'll teach you all how to shed tears. The kraken storms and me you'll fear. So go on, try to run, my dears.